Hello, you were listening to Creative Writing Podcast. If loud pipes save lives, then why is it always Harleys and clapped out sport bikes that I always see down in those Instagram posts where they're all mangled and slapped up? I ain't never seen a guy on a gold wing who's done 80,000 miles get ran over by a semi or road raged. I think that's all a conspiracy theory. All right, let's get into this show. Moto One Podcast Network. to Creative Writing, America's best motorcycle podcast. Hey, there's a bunch of asterisks behind that. <laughs> Never mind. We're brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. For more information, head over to patreon.com forward slash creative writing to learn how you can support the show yourself. Now, let's get cracking. Roll on the throttle, blip the brakes, tighten the air cleaner, check the crankshaft. And don't spill your coffee. Yeah. Hey, everybody. This is Junkie Turdman coming to you hot and live. I'm one of the two here at the uh, Creative Writing Studios here in lovely, uh, well, we got kicked out of the Burbank Studios again. Tobor has not paid the bills. You got to pay to play around here. So we're in lovely um, Kinaloa Mesa somewhere. I'm not going to tell you exactly where, but we're somewhere between the... uh, the uh, what's it called? The saw pit basin debris and the Kinaloa maze around here in the uh, San Gabriel Valley of Los Angeles. And welcome to episode, oh God, I want to say this is 273 of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. If you look in the iTunes repository and you see that there's like 290 episodes, I know we're probably closing in on 300. Why is this only 273? Well, there's a bunch of stuff we didn't used to count, a bunch of junk piles that was just me rambling like, what grinds my gears sort of thing. Plus there was a bunch of spooky spokes and solstice slams that we didn't count toward an episode number. We just said, Hey, this is solstice slam number five or spooky spoke number 12 or blah, 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 blah. So, uh, there's a bunch of things that didn't get added in there as numbers. So I know we're approaching 300, but I know we're only saying 273. I'm fine with that. If you're fine with that. Uh, if you're looking for the podcast that brings you a uh, trophy delivering pickle sauce, you've come to the right podcast. That's right. Clobman's uh, proud sponsor of creative writing episode number 273. We got a lot to pack in this episode. This episode is going to be a little bit long, uh, longer than an hour, um, probably around an hour and a half ish. Uh, but we got a lot of fun. We're going to be talking to some cuckoos and cacas up in this place. Um, and I was kind of waiting for a press release. This has been done since last week, but I was waiting, got some insider info, waiting for a press release to come out, which came out today. And, uh, we're going to get into that in a second. Before we do that, let's get into some listener mail. Uh, I just want to say we're soliciting crash stories. If you got them, please send them to creative writing podcast at gmail.com. Or what else do we have? We have also, um, well, just send them there. Just send them there. You could also send them to like creative writing, you know, our website email, but just send them to the Gmail. That's the, that's the easiest place. DM us on Instagram, hit us up on Facebook. I really haven't checked Facebook. Uh, there might be some waiting for there for us there. Uh, Becky dubs, babe, we got your email. Don't worry about it. You're not going to be left out of the show. So we got yours. Um, and the show's getting delayed. Uh, obviously we do them like every couple weeks instead of every week now. So you got plenty of time, everyone. Um, well, you did a, a couple weeks ago. So I'm going to release this show this week. Our crash show will be coming out next week, which will be what? Like the, uh, today's the ninth. 
the end of this week will be what the 13th is it friday the 13th this week i guess if i had a calendar in front of me i'd be able to tell that anyways uh our this episode the crash episode will come out the week after that the 20th maybe i don't know i don't know what the hell weekend it's going to be but um multiply today by uh, 14 and then add to minus three divide your age by the square root of your shoe sh- shoe size. And there you go. Um, I, I'm barely started sipping on this beer and I'm already screwing up the show. Hey, before we get into this week's episode, I need to tell you our disclaimer and we're going to get into some uh, listener emails. So, hey, you know how it goes. Uh, Tobor was here earlier, but he's gone for the night. Um, so he can't read this. I will. Listen. The views and opinions of the participants of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast are those of the participants and do not reflect the policy position or opinions of Creative Writing, the Moto One Podcast Network, any of our affiliates, sister stations, affiliated acts, guests, prior, previous, future, or unborn babies of any of those parties herein mentioned, thereby, therefore, and how come. And any opinion is the respective participants and is not intended to malign anyone or anything, even... Honda Gyro drivers. I'm not even going to say riders. I'm going to say drivers. I'm going to take a sip of this delicious, funky beer. Right. I didn't want you guys to think I was faking, so I had to make some gross noises. So anyways, uh, I'm reading um, off the bottle here. This is Joseph Brow. This is Summer Brew from Trader Joe's. It's top fermented lager, craft brewed. Uh, What were we drinking on the last show? Next week, you're going to hear some bambling, rambling, blurbling because we're eating this super hot jerky. I still have some here on the desk, and just looking at it makes my eyes water and my sinuses start to weep mucus. And so just if doing that, just staring at it does that. Imagine putting it in your mouth, chewing it up, swallowing it, and then surviving it until the next morning only to regret it all over again. Well, that's what we have sitting here. Um, what? Oh, God, it even still smells hot. I think I might drop some some of that in my fuel tank to make my fuel uh, last longer, stabilize it. Uh, but on that show, here's a here's a bottle right here. Uh, it was uh, right after I took a bite of this jerky, I tried to drink this beer and it evaporated. That's how spicy that jerky was. The beer didn't even touch my tongue. It just turned to steam before, like a millimeter before it hit my tongue. It was the uh, Trader Jose Dark Premium Beer imported from Mexico. It's probably like Negro Modelo's. Um, you know, they just sell the extra, uh, barrels to Trader Joe's, but anyway, Trader Joe's got some pretty good beer cheap too. If you look at the price of beer, Hey, I know beer is like every other thing out there from knives to, you know, uh, bespoke motorcycles and all that fun stuff where it's, it should be a trillion dollars to all the makers. Right. And everybody should be able to make their living off it. But beer doesn't have to be that expensive. It doesn't have to be $14 for a four pack. All right. Modern times, even though I know one of the former brewers there and I love modern times beer, I'm just saying it can be five bucks, six bucks, a six pack. And that's where Trader Joe's comes in. So this Joseph Brow summer brew fermented lager stuff is yum, yum. Mm, let me take another sip here. I'll, I'll turn it down this time. Oh God, so good. Oh, oh my God, I forgot to turn it down. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, let's get into this week's show. Uh, quickly, we got some email here. Follow up from Johnny. I mentioned on last week's show, Johnny says, hey, cut it with the right here. If you read my email, if, and I did, I read your, I read both of your emails, I think on last week's show, or at least insinuated that I read them. 
No more fucking brain cancer inducing background music. At least he didn't type that in all caps. Like his last email was like pretty much in all caps. Don't do it, please. You're pissing off your listeners. Regards from Tropical Biker Paradise, Thailand, not Taiwan, duh. So I don't know if you listened to the last show. I accidentally said Taiwan because I swear that's what he said in his email. Has said Taiwan, but now it's from Thailand. So now we got me and Barker, who is our sound engineer. We got some, oh no, we got some, we got some stuff. So I said, listen, man, I told our sound engineer, no more fucking background music. And I put it in caps so that he knows I mean business this time. There's nothing like talking shit to an internet uh, keyboard warrior than to be one yourself, right? So now I'm in all caps, Johnny. And uh, I'm coming to you saying, listen, I don't listen to the episodes after we record them. Hell, I barely listen while we're recording them. I could say all sorts of crap. I don't know. But I slapped him real hard on the face and said, this is from Johnny in Taiwan, you motherfucker. And now I have to slap him again because I messed up. And I'm going to slap him, but maybe not as hard, and just say, oops, this is from Johnny in Thailand, motherless pig. So anyways, uh, and also... He wrote down ass Harley Davidson, and that's why I was saying from ass. It's it's AAS Harley Davidson, I think. I watched some of the videos that Johnny K sent to us. He does a whole bunch of ride reviews over there um, from Harley Davidson. And look up Bike Sanook and Car Sanook and all this other stuff. He's got a huge website that looks like a, uh, you know, basically a, a repository of all the uh, automotive stuff you can get over there in. Thailand, not Taiwan. But anyway, yeah, so I'm really going to let him have it, Johnny. And if you listen to the last few shows, you have heard we did episode 271 was called Nothing But The Hits because that's it, baby, except for some stingers and whatever's in our uh, promotional copy that people send us for commercials. We have no background music, and I hope you're you're happy for that. So anyways, uh, after I watched your video, I realized that uh, Barker had mistyped everything. He's as bad as typing, as much of an asshole uh, as he is as bad at typing and uh, as his music engineering and all that fun stuff. So he's a total asshole, Johnny K. I hope you're having uh, a lot of fun over there. Enjoy. Uh, keep the knees in the breeze. Enjoy that Taiwanese uh, Thailand. Um, <laughs> If you're, if you're speaking Taiwanese in Thailand, have fun over there. But anyways, regardless, no more background music, Johnny K. You got it. Uh, also, in our emails here, let's get into some current events. Shall I stick a stinger in here? Sure, I'll stick a stinger in here. And that's the only background music you're going to hear, Johnny. I hope you're happy. Uh, listen, Brady. Brady's been sending us... Excuse me, all sorts of fun stuff. And right here, I want to just say that the Hanford Cycle Swap Meet Vintage uh, Bike Show, Hullabaloo, and so much more is happening. Let me get this. God dang, Brady's. Here it is. So the Hanford Cycle, the Great Hanford Show and Swap Meet is happening up uh, at Kings County. Uh, swap meet spots start at 100 bucks. General admission starts at $10. I don't know what it goes up to. I think maybe for 20 bucks you get a, a little hand job and a little uh, a little free weed. Um, but anyways, you can upgrade to larger spots at early bird ad- uh, admission prices and pretty much anything else you need to know about can be found at HanfordCycleSwap.com. Uh, so basically, it's going on Saturday, May 14th. There's a bike show of 25 bucks for the first bike and $10 for additional bikes to enter your bike in the show. Bike, bicycle, trike, slingshot. I don't know. You take it up there, see what they got. But probably got a 
category for you, and I'm going to tell you the categories right here. And if the, if I didn't say it, then, then I'm sorry. Anyways, they're going to have uh, fancy awards. Brady said he's going to go make them right now. He's probably at the barn whittling uh, pieces of birch into into uh, trophies as we speak, but they're going to have the best American restored, best Japanese restored, best European restored, best British restored, best American unrestored, best Japanese unrestored, best European unrestored, and best best British unrestored. They're going to have best chopper, best American performance, best enduro and scrambler, best classic race bike off-road, and best classic race bike street slash strip, best in show, and the people's choice. And they added the Enduro Scrambler specifically at the request of last year's participants. So let's see what you have to bring. Bring out anything you got in your garage up to the, um, the what's it called? The, the uh, New Hanford Bike Great Hanford. I keep saying New Hanford because I feel like it's in Connecticut, but it's not. It's the Great Hanford Show and Swap Meet. It's going to be up in, uh, I think it's Kings County, um, give them a call. Go to HanfordCycleSwap.com for directions and informations. And, uh, yeah, it's a great locations up there kind of by Yosemite area, you know, like Kings County area, all that fun stuff up there. So, uh, after you win the award, go hiking in, uh, great national park. Uh, after that, oops, I closed the wrong tab. I wish, really wish I had Tober here to push the buttons tonight, the idiot. Uh, anyway, uh, coming up again, uh, May 13th through the 22nd is Myrtle Beach Bike Week. I hope that's a week. 14, 15. Yeah, I counted it up. It's exactly one week, seven days long. Uh, that's going to be happening in Myrtle, Be- Me- Myrtle Beach SC. I don't know where that is. St. Charles? That's not a state. Is it? I don't know. Anyways, uh, also May 21st and 22nd, Pasadena Motorcycle Club is going to have their Greenhorn Run. It's going to be a two-day ride from somewhere around here in the LA area to somewhere down in the San Diego area. Hey, Junkie, that's only less than two hours on a motorcycle, like an hour, if you're going 100 miles an hour. Yeah, I know, but they take two days because they're doing uh, on-road and off-road, back roads only, all over through the great, uh, the back hills of the, uh, the LA County, Los Angeles County, probably going into Imperial and what's it called? Uh, Redwood County. Wait, where was Sons of Anarchy from? That's not right. Uh, Riverside. That's what I'm thinking of. San Berdu, Riverside, all that fun stuff. And they take a long time and they really explore some of these back roads. So it's a two, two day run. Uh, anybody's welcome. Any bikes welcome just because it's Pasadena Motorcycle Club. They're the longest running national club in uh, the United States. Um, and that doesn't mean you have to have a vintage bike from 1907 in order to ride with these guys. Any bike, any make, any model, any gender, if your bike has a gender, is allowed to ride with this club, and they have a lot of fun. Um, May 28th through June 11th, the Isle of Man TT makes a deluxe return, a deluxe glorious return, and if you've been listening to uh, Johnny Depp's testimony, a mega pint, is there like a pint of 16 ounces? What's a mega pint? Eight? ounces. I mean, a pint's a pint, right? That's like saying a mega pound is being <laughs> more than a pound. Um, it's, it's So this mega return is just a regular return, I guess, what, what I'm getting at with that analogy. Uh, it's just the Isle of Man coming back after a two-year hiatus um, is going to have lots of uh, good, good, I'm assuming good racing. Uh, I, 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 I'm always, you know, the MotoGP was the same sort of thing. I'm, I'm I'm always curious when people come back after a hiatus to a hardcore race like this. And I don't even know if they quit doing like the Irish road racing and stuff during uh, 
pandemic or not, or if it was just because the man the Manx TT draws people from all over the world. Um, I don't know if it's just a much bigger event, but it uh, it always amazes me when people haven't done this crazy hardcore. <clears throat> if you listen to the donut. Uh, Donut Media did a good um, historical article on the Manx TT and uh, the Isle of Man and how deadly it is and all this crazy stuff. And, you know, uh, James Pumphrey actually broke out in tears uh, toward the end. And it's a really good episode because they focused, uh, the one they focused on was the Dunlops, right? So it always amazed me when people come back. From a two-year hiatus, you're, you assume they've been off the wheels. They get back on the wheels to do this crazy race that's already pretty treacherous. So is it going to be a shit show, a, you know, a bloodbath? Who knows what it's going to be? I hope it's just going to be some awesome great racing with some of the names we've come to know and love. And I hope the weather is good this year for fuck's sake. Uh, June 27th. Or I'm sorry, June 7th through 11th, I almost said 27th through 41st, is uh, Americade in Lake George, New York. Get up to Lake George, New York right now because in June, I hear the humidity is just perfect. So June 7th through 11th, uh, 7-11 up there in Lake George. And um, listen to the leather on my seat. I had no idea that I could pick that up. That was my balls tapping. A t- wow, you never knew I had prehensile balls, and now you do. Uh, my hands up here on the keyboard scrolling through the news, and my testicles tapped out that little rhyme, or that little, uh, do it again. Thanks, boys. Um, anyways, uh, where are we at? Oh, yeah, June 9th, the Republic of Texas, the ROT rally happening in Austin. Uh, get out there. That seems like it's a fun event every year and there's a lot of bikes and I hear that people like to ride in Austin. I hear that the weather, perfect June 9th in Austin, not hot, not humid, nothing like that. It's not humid right there now either. According to my coworkers who are constantly sweating and wet. Uh, June 16th, the Oklahoma bike week in Depew, Oklahoma. We mentioned that a few times, how we'd like to make fun of that name. And, and uh, now I learned out, somebody somebody called me up and uh, learned me out on it and said, hey, it's DePow. DePow right in your face, boy. So we're going to DePow you upside the head if you keep saying DePew. And I said, okay, you got that. Yeah, all right. And then they said, just kidding, it's DePew. Um, June 17th, IMS kicks off in Loveland, Colorado. Hold the press. Oh, my God, hold the press. This is the press release I was waiting for to drop today. Uh, folks, it turns out uh, we got a, we got a, uh, let me see, who sent us this? A bunch of, everyone, everybody pretty much sent us this because we're on the, uh, the press list. But let's say, dear um, our old producer uh, and field producer, uh, Whiskey Cloud Man, they have some important news to share uh, today with our IMS family. After 40 years of producing the International Motorcycle Show and IMS Outdoors, they have made the difficult decision to suspend the IMS tour in 2022. Uh, any tickets you had purchased, uh, even any entrance fees you did for the custom I, – I can never get this right – the Ultimate Custom Biker, Ultimate Biker Custom Build-Off uh, anything, any monetary thing you have is going to be, uh, basically refunded to you. So don't worry. And I think right now, uh, basically according to the press release, it just says that, uh, things happening with the industry right now. And I agree. I mean, I've seen the industry switch. They're kind of switching back right now to release dates, but they're going to suspend it for this foreseeable future until, um, things can come back, uh, online the way they were and make it, a viable thing for uh, not only the industry, but for the spectators. Last year, they tried IMS Outdoors, and here's my thing on that. Uh, 
they were ended up going to, and I got some feedbacks from some of the the vendors and some of the the program managers that that have, um, you know, things uh, going on at IMS, and it seems like you know when you're when you're I, I can only speak to LA, and so when you're in down because I've never been to any of the other ones, but when you're in downtown LA. In, in Long Beach. It's a hub. There's a lot of stuff to do there. The Long Beach Convention Center is there. Whenever there's anything at the Long Beach Convention Center, it draws a lot of people. You're right next to the pier. You're right next to the aquarium. You're in downtown Long Beach around hospitality, restaurants, um, all that fun stuff. There's places to stay literally right across the street at the from the convention center. You're in a centralized location. There's the ports and, and the Queen Mary and a whole bunch of tourist stuff so that it's attracting people no matter what's going on. Even if they only come to the show for like an hour to look at stuff, there's everything else to do and you're down in Long Beach, right? You're right by the beach. I'm assuming that like when it goes to... I think NorCal, I forget where it went in NorCal, but I think it was like a convention center or something like that. I, f- I figure it's the same thing, right? And I figure all the cities that it's gone to, I know that it in New York it was at the Javits Center. I have no idea what that's like, but I imagine that it's the same sort of thing as Long Beach. It's a, it's a, it's a metropolitan hub city, right? We have a lot of the motorcycle industry actually in or adjacent to Long Beach, and that's why Long Beach tends to be a press day as well as a... Uh, uh, tour day and all that fun stuff. Even though it's in November, it's like makes great fodder for the end of the year when a lot of people aren't riding. We still can here in SoCal, and it generated lots of business and lots of people came. And of course, since uh, in order to do it last year and still be uh, under the stupid, uh, um, you know, basically kind of make it safe for. COVID protocols, they switched it to outdoors, and they said we've always wanted to do this. But the one thing that that, that that did, they still could have done that at the um, convention center and just done it outside. Cause once they went to the OC uh, event center, they basically had the same thing. It was the, the, the convention center parking lot's huge. They could have done it there. And I think they would have had a lot bigger turnout than they did at the OC convention center and, and uh, fairgrounds. Right. And even in SoCal, it's not too far from Long Beach, but people were saying, oh, it's out of the way. And it's the, it's the fairgrounds where you go to see the dairy stuff and you go, you go see the old legacy stuff from Orange County. You know, it's like a giant farm uh, exposition place, right? Um, and p- for people to say that was out of the way here in, Long, in the SoCal, you know, I could only imagine how it was when they were like at a horse ranch and in Pennsylvania or wherever they went to, you know, and of course that does offer you the chance to take side by sides off road and dirt and stuff like that. But at the same time, the further you move out from, uh, from popular, you know, what am I trying to say from, from like a city center, it's silly to have a motorcycle show there because it's harder to do cool, fun, um, rides, you know, like demo rides, but at least you can do them. But now you're moving out and people have to commute. And if the weather is even a little bad or like it's not a good weekend, people ain't going to drive like an hour when they used to have to drive like 20 minutes, I guess is what I'm getting at. And so I feel like although IMS Outdoors is a great idea, um, this time that it's happening in right now just cannot, uh, you know, sustain the the audience and the participation from manufacturers and everything else that they need. I mean, look at MotoGP. Freaking Suzuki's leaving MotoGP, right? So Kawasaki left MotoGP. Racing can't even keep factories in. So I wouldn't expect a, an event like IMS to. Instead, I'm going to focus on 
the Electric Expo this year and see if I can go there, partially because half the crap at IMS is going electric anyway, right? And Electric Expo is like having the Sea Otter Classic, which is a bicycle show, mixed in with IMS, which is motorcycle show, mixed in with the LA Auto Show, which is car show, because at the Electric Expo, you have everything. If it's electrified, it'll be there. The one wheels, you know, skateboards, bicycles, motorcycles, cars, uh, hovercraft, hell, I don't know. I don't know what's going to be there, but I do know that there's going to be a lot of stuff there and there's a lot more bicycles and scooters coming. And frankly, uh, I just had a conversation with the guys at Nokomoto today. I don't know if this is on or off the record, so I won't say who did it and I'll paraphrase, but we were talking about how pretty much power sports thing is going to be dwindling. It's dwindling as it is. And it's, uh, it's even going to dwindle more. This market is so saturated, and they made a good point, not only by Harley, but by Japanese manufacturers too, right? And so uh, I was just thinking about this the other day. The motorcycle industry hasn't done anything exciting in a long time, and you should, everything gets befarkled here and there, and everything's new. The, the craziest thing that everyone's been talking about is all the Chinese bikes coming over. Like that's the biggest news is that, Hey, China is now getting in bed and buying, um, you know, like Benelli and Oh, BSA BSA is coming back. Guess what? As like Mahindra, I think Mahindra group owns BSA or someone like that. So the Indian and, and Chinese. So basically a lot of Asian and South Asian, um, companies are buying up all these, uh, nostalgic brands or partnering or buying Benelli, you know, um, and partnering with Benelli. I know Benelli is still, it's a Italian company owned by a Chinese, uh, corporation. And so I know some of the bikes are still designed and made in Italy, but they are some are Chinese and they're going back and forth. The big long story short, um, the power sports industry is kind of, you know, not, hasn't made any huge headwinds and news in a long time. And the biggest news that I remember in the last few years, you know, aside from chip shortages and bike prices skyrocketing because of COVID was right before that Motobot gonna, gonna be able to beat, uh, Rossi, you know, one day and now Rossi's gone, you know, so there's a lot of stuff happening in the industry that is just not there anymore. And it, you know, just two years ago it was, and it's not even the pandemic's fault. It was starting to go then and that just helped it. Right. So, um, supply chain issues and everything like that. I can see why their idea was a good idea, but it's just not going to work at this time. And at electric expo, especially now with gas prices being $8,000 a gallon, guess what? I think there's going to be a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of new bicycle manufacturers and motorcycle manufacturers coming on. Um, and, and Suron, a Segway, and uh, Super 73 are actually making motorcycles. You know, there are bicycle companies that are making motorcycles now, like legit ones. And um, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I'm looking forward to at that. Why does it sound like there's a goddamn intern wrestling papers? I'm in here by myself. Is that just me? I just make that much noise. Do I have seven seven hands that I can't see rustling papers behind me? It's weird. Um, anyways, so long story short, IMS is going to be canceled this year. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you could say about it, but instead of saying, oh, damn, I'm going to say, hip, hip, hooray. Let's do our own events this year, and uh, we'll get to talk about that a little bit later with Brady Walker. Motoblot is still probably going to be happening. Uh, IMS was going to be happening June 4th in Chicago. I believe Motoblot is still going to be happening. So uh, we still have that to look forward to. We still have... 
you know, flat out Friday. We still have all the grassroots stuff that really matters to the motorcycle industry that has just been getting started. So let's start something new this year. Uh, you know, maybe we could take over the fill in the gap that IMS is uh, leaving us with, and maybe we can convince some people to do some some fun, cool stuff. So let's get on it. Um, Yes, and if anybody is interested, Labor Day weekend, Wiggins and uh, the two two Chris's and a junk will be out on the roads through uh, Central and Southern California, um, cruising around, out and about and around doing some road trips. If you'd like to hook up with us, excuse me, uh, send us an email or DM or anything like that on any of the social medias, and we'll try to hook up. That'll be Labor Day weekend. Uh, I think it's a four-day weekend that weekend. So yay, Yahoo for us. Maybe we'll we'll see you out there. Um, Stick around, too, because in October, there's going to be a couple great uh, things happening. I think October 8th is going to be the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Show in uh, the La Crescenta Park in La Crescenta, California. And then October 16th, I believe, is going to be classic track day, like spooktacular out at the old uh, the Willow Springs. And we're going to talk about some of that stuff uh, with our good friend Brady Walker. But right now, let's take a quick break. We will get in with our two guests here on uh, Let's Pay Some Bills. Turn it around. Sit it down, Charlie Brown. Don't act like a clown. I'll be right back with some more creative writing. You dumb dumb. What the fuck is that? Stupidest outro ever. Stupidest intro to Hi, Bill Seaman here for the Seaman Difference. You see these shoes? These are Seaman shoes. I've manufactured these to my specifications. If you're short or tall, if you're someone who has a, a bow-legged walk or your knock-kneed, the Seaman Difference will make your feet look good, your legs will straighten, you'll elevate, you'll feel sharp, you'll be uptight, right, and out of sight on a Saturday night. The Seaman Difference. Buy Bill Seaman shoes at Borlax on Planet Z or at the Gipner Store. Gipner Mall, Pasadena. I'm Bill Seaman. I put my name behind every one of these shoes. I've got seven shoes here for three men. That's right, seven shoes for three men. And you're saying, oh, one of them has to be one-legged. No, he doesn't. Seven shoes for three men who have two legs each. Figure it out. Bill Seaman, I'm out of sight. <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, everybody, this is Junk from Creative Writing, reminding you that Salsa Slam is coming up July 1st. Salsa Slam, the yearly listener submission show. This year, we're going to have some gift certificates to Cycle Gear. There's got to be a Cycle Gear next to you somewhere. We're going to have some cool T-shirt giveaways with hand-drawn T-shirts by me, Junkie Turdman. We're also going to potentially have a helmet giveaway unless you have a massive oversized melon that they don't make a good-sized helmet for for under $5,000. Also, and actually probably like under $500, okay? This is the Creative Writing Show. And also, we're going to have some other swag to give away. Please be be kind, rewind, and send us some of those stories. We're going to have music, art, uh, poetry, poems, crash stories, ride stories, uh, crazy stories, not so crazy stories, bike service history, whatever you want to send us. It's the listener submission show. It's your show. Just send it to us like a few days before July 1st. We're going to keep it, keep it fluid here. And uh, that's when the show is going to air. So anytime before that would be great. Thanks. Junk out. Hey, creative writing listeners, this is Moto G. Pete from the NoCo Moto Podcast, the best motorcycle podcast that you've never heard. Why haven't you heard of us? I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I think the Clobman Pickle Corporation 
have been paying iTunes to repress any other motorcycle pickle related content. And like our theme song barely even mentions pickles, but whatever. Just give us a listen. Hey everybody, it is the Junkmeister. We're here in studio with Brady Walker, the sweet talker. I'm I'm blowing my own eardrums out. I'm gonna turn this down just a tad. This is I'm on the headphones, so I don't know if you're you are as well. Can you uh, still hear that pretty good? I can hear you just fine. Yes. So everybody, we got Sweet Talker in the house. Wiggins is coming over as soon as he quits looking at birthday cakes and whatever else he looks at on Instagram. You know how he is. Birthday <laughs> birthday cakes and fat ladies on Instagram. Um, yeah, I don't know if the if the uh, the last show dropped or not. That's why I was going to close all the doors, but I didn't want us to die of heat stroke in here. So we'll have to, you guys will have to endure some dog barking in the background. You know what? I like the live feel to it. It's very real. Yeah. Every time there's a squirrel, though, we're going to hear, you know, some, some asshole dog barking in the background. Didn't it's, I wrestle with the dogs last time I was here? You, you know, shot. Remember, you shot at him with the shotgun. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm glad they recovered. Yeah. At least one did. Um, the other one is still limping a little bit. So do you see the remnants of this? What looks like bacon crumbles right here? Um, yeah, it's actually, I was, my mouth was watering. Um, it looks like bacon bits. Yeah. You can try a piece if you want. It's been sitting in the dusty garage for a week, but I still ate some the other day. <laughs> I do not recommend, th- this is the hottest shit I've ever put in my mouth. What? I, I thought maybe you were going to say it's the, the remnants of a carburetor there or something like that. <laughs> what is it? Is it bacon bits? It's some beef jerky that Wiggins got. Oh, yeah. And there wasn't much more than this in the bag. <laughs> and Like laced with, uh, with ghost pepper? Ghost pepper, ghost ethanol. What's the highest octane race gas you can get? Like it, I swear it had all that poured on it. And it was, it was so insane. And I'm, uh, on, the, on the last show we did, we recorded two shows that night. And the first half, we're like, ha-ha. And then we'd, we'd, we'd all eaten some. By the end of the night, man, I was like, I couldn't talk. My, uh, you know, my, I was salivating so much that I just was covered in water. My wife thought I had a wet T-shirt contest out here. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Do um, you like hot stuff? I love it. I do, too. It's starting to fuck up my asshole, though. <laughs> do you have that problem? So I go to my doctor, and I'm like... So I eat the habaneros. He's like, how about you eat them? I'm like, it's all of them. But then in a handful. Know, the next day, it's like you can't walk for a few hours. And he's like, well, your asshole is essentially the same. You know, when you get that stuff on your lips, it burns, right? I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. He's like, your asshole is just like your lips. And so even though somehow our intestines can handle this crap, I don't know how. But I'll eat habaneros to the point where I'm, I'm, I should go to the hospital sometime. <laughs> And Caroline yells at me. So, the reason is, is because the human body is like a tube, if you think about it. So, I guess when you're telling people to kiss your ass, it's not that bad because your ass is kind of like your lips. It's just, like, it's just as tasty. Yum yum yum. Yeah, I guess so. Whenever I kiss people, it's on the mouth or the ass. It's that pennies taste, you know, that copper. Depends on who's paying your bills. <laughs> Right. So needless to say, we, we all had the next day, Wiggins has texted me, oh, beef jerky too, Wiggins zero. And I'm like, oh yeah. And I, <laughs> as I'm reading it, I was on the toilet, like tears coming out of my oh, eyes boy. and my butt, you know, like, oh, it was, it was crazy. So we were trying to wash it down with beer. It wasn't working. It was, it was, 
it was a shit show. Literally, the next day it was a shit show. Oh boy! But um, but tonight we got you on the show. We, yeah. We're settling you down with some chips and salsa. You just came from a busy, busy ass ride day. You rode over here from Hollywood, and now you got to ride all the way back up to Magic Mountain tonight. So what the hell? Do you know what? Sometimes, all right, I talked to Scott Fabro from the Cretans, and um, you, you you think about all those weekend warrior type people um, who are like, let's go out for a ride this weekend. I'm like. I already did a thousand miles this week. <laughs> Just going to work. When? Yeah. After work? I'm like, no. <laughs> I have to go from Pasadena to the west side. It'll take hours. Yeah. And so literally, I've been in LA for 20 some years now. I have I got to the point where I used my bike as a commuter and that's it. I mean, I use it as a daily, it's as a as, as a method versus um, something fun on the weekends or something like that. So, hey, T.O. real quick. Yeah, you sound absolutely fabulous. So do I. Okay, great. But yeah, so, so right. And a lot of people don't commute and don't know well, what it's, it's all about. A lot of people don't know how scary it is sometimes, especially here in LA. I mean, if we got, if you're living on the back roads and you're just cruising to work, it's one thing. But I was faced with the fact that I had to go from Valencia, had to be in Long Beach on the southern tip of Long Beach, like in the fancy area down there in the canals, um, at 9 a.m. If I were in my car, I would have had to leave probably at 5.30 or 6 a.m. to do that. Yeah. The traffic on the 405 was slammed, um, but I did it in an hour. Did my client there this morning, got on the bike, went over and um, visited with... I saw BA Moto and I saw Jay LaRosa. They're right next to each other. Hung out with them for a few minutes, had a beer. And then I ran up all the way to Coenga in the 101, um, had a client there, and then bounced over to you here in Arcadia. And then after this, I'm going to bounce back to um, Valencia. And I would say that if there was no traffic and I just did the round, it would probably be a four-hour drive without traffic. Yeah. But it was—it's rough. It's heavy. It's—it's it's crazy, and it's also a lot of fun because everyone's jammed up and stuck in the road, and you're just like, "Sayonara, please don't kill me." <laughs> but you have to drive. It's pretty hair raising. Like you—you you, you come in, you shake it, and you're like, "Ah," oh, because you—you're splitting lanes at 70, 80, 90 miles an hour sometimes, yeah. or even if you're going ten miles an hour, which is the worst because your the bike's less stable. Um, for people who don't live in a metropolis and commute and ride every day, in big heavy shit like that it's pretty exciting it's a lot of fun and i'm so thankful that we have the lane splitting laws here in california i've had them for so long and most people really don't give a shit anymore i'm not one of these guys who are revving and you know honking i just sort of wait wait for my opening and just go on by and i'm not a big guy for waving like thank you because no one gets out of the way until you're almost past them. <laughs> right, I'm, just like, right. I'm just keeping on moving yeah i i i wave uh i'm a i mean i'm a uh What's the word? habitual waiver mm -hmm. and um, chronic waiver too, and um, Wiggins? If you ever ride to the Wiggins, he especially like on the two or the thirty-eight. We went to we went through Sand Canyon up over the fourteen and all that crap. Oh yeah. When we came to Willow, we rode through the hills to get there. Yeah. And it's such a fun ride up Santa Clarita Road and like back through the back hills. But dude, that guy, if he gets behind a car. He's on the horn. No matter who's, if he's on your motorcycle, bar on yours or not, he's on the horn and he's tailgating them. And I'm like, damn. And me and his buddy were just kind of cruising, you know, and we'll wait, but he'll pass people, you know, double yellows, whatever. He's that guy. And yeah. he's pointing 
when when me and him go up the crest or we go up the 38 or 39 rather or GMR wherever we are he's always pointing to the side of the road and when he sees a turnout he'll like get right up next to the person like be pointing at the side like there's a turnout why are you getting the turnout and I'm just back there like practicing Let's wheelies and weaving and you know what I'm saying like I, I'm just having a good time you know to you me you know what and I, I you know what we should have an intervention with him because once he gets beyond that I was that guy at one time too. And um, it got to the point where, you know, you're flipping people off or you're shouting at them or you're like, look at me. (laughs) You're driving like an asshole. Don't you know? Here's the thing. No one, no one has any fucking idea of what's going on. Everyone's just completely in their own mind, yeah. doing their own thing. They don't know what's happening, and they certainly don't give a shit about you on your motorcycle. They could care less. Oh, look at this asshole trying to get by. Ha-ha. Right. So the more you feed into it, the more it gets you. But then all of a sudden, what was it, last year or the year before, we had those people doing road rage and shooting people and killing them all. I said to Caroline, I said, no more screaming, no more flipping off anyone. Scream in your car with the windows up. Do not flip anyone off because here in L.A., they will get shot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ah. Yeah. It felt like I was right next to that car. (laughs) Yeah. That was was earlier today. I was trying to get around a... uh, Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. So it's rough. But it is fun for for your experience. I had a notion once because I enjoy lane splitting so much and I feel like I do it so much. That I could um, get with the um, CHP and create a course. Oh my God, that'd be so rad. Yeah. Because I'd be like, listen, it's not about this, this, and this. It's about keeping in control, not killing yourself, going fast. I mean, the cops don't care if you're splitting lanes at 90 miles an hour. I mean, you'd have to be in a weird neighborhood, but on these big freeways here in LA metropolis, it's like everyone's going 95 if you can. If you can go 105, go for it. No one cares. But um, there's a lot going on and a lot that could go wrong. And I would love to share, um, share tips and tricks with people just because I've been doing it for 20 years now. Right. For a culture that spends, I forget what it is. It's like on the average four hours a day in their car and any metropolis, like I heard Atlanta is awful. A lot of, oh, jo- a lot God, of Georgia. I was there last year. No, Atlanta. No. Even yeah. here in LA, it's better because we have something to look at. Right. Meaning. I didn't mind sitting in traffic in downtown LA. You just look up and you're like, look at this crazy stuff. Or even bopping over here, seeing the mountains, you mm-hmm. know, and sort of like, oh, you know, daydreaming like you get to fucking get the hell out of here. Um, <laughs> in Atlanta, there's no sight lines. It's all trees covering everything. And it is, it makes LA look timid. It's real bad. I guess their infrastructure doesn't have enough lanes or something. I don't know. Uh, probably, and, and the amount and of people. Tons of people moving in. Right. So L.A., uh, there's our, uh, what used to be a, a Harley Davidson is now a Humvee pulling in next door. So, yeah, the um, basically, the like you're saying, the splitting lanes, I've done it at 90, I've done it at 10. I've, you know, I, I feel a lot safer. And when I was with Wiggins and um, his friend Chris, his friend Chris from Indiana, these two yahoos went to high school together, move out to California and see, meet each other years later. You know, didn't know they lived 10 miles from each other. So his huh. buddy's pretty cool. We, oh, he's the guy that came to the track with us. Awesome. Yeah. And so um, 
he just got a Triumph with all the boxes. And you know how those Triumph BMW, it doesn't matter, the ones that they feel like you're driving a motorhome and you feel like you're 12 feet wide. And we were, we were splitting. Wiggins cut off and went down the freeway. And he lives even further east than I do. So we were coming down the, you know, I was looking in the rearview mirrors and he's not splitting stuff. And I was like, he could make that. And I, he just, it was that thing where you're nervous, you know, your brand new bike and all the boxes, first time with the boxes. So I start sticking my arms out and I'm sticking my legs out and I'm trying to show him like, hey, look, I fit. And I'm on the, I'm on this, the VFR. Uh-huh. So that thing's skinny. And yes. especially if you fold in the mirrors. So uh-huh. I was trying to stick my feet out and go, look, there, did I have two feet on each side? You can make it easy. You just feel big. You know yes. what I'm saying? So it was fun. Lane splitting. I've never, it's, it's the, here's the weird thing about lane splitting and lane sharing is that I've never had anything sketchy happen. Lane splitting. Although I could imagine it and I've seen videos of it, right? But however, how many people lane split every day here in LA versus how many people I've seen videos of getting hit or whatever, it's like, you know, infinitesimal, whatever the word is I'm looking for that means yes. minute. Yes. Um, this, the, my thesaurus is that are getting a, hit from, from lane splitting. Right. And so I've never had an incident. I had people drift over. It almost felt like on purpose to block you. Mm -hmm. And in the California vehicle code, even before they codified lane splitting, there was already something in there that says, hey, you are, it is illegal to block the path of a motorcycle because they have to write the traffic laws to apply to cops too. You know what I'm saying? Um, Even though cops get to break the laws, they still have to have stuff codified for for cops. And yeah, motor cops, they have it written in there that you can't impede the travel of a motorcycle even before lane splitting was codified a few years ago. And so to see people merging over, it's like, you don't know if I'm a cop or not, you know? And like, you're just being a jerk for no reason. But that's the closest thing I've ever had happen to, um, you know, lane splitting up i feel safer because you're in between cars and shit dude the best the best lane splitting i ever saw i gotta tell you because i've like i said i do it fast and slow it's nothing special when you're in california it's just what you do right yeah yep and now arizona and i think oregon and utah i think oregon's thinking about it again so it's just what you do the best lane splitting i ever saw I'm not going to say his name because I don't want him, but you know who he's a, he's a Cretan number. I don't know what his number is, but he's got the Honda fucking one wheel. Was it Wyatt? It was. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to say his name, but, you know, we'll, oh, leave it at, we'll leave it on a first name basis. And he's doing a wheelie. <laughs> he's a stunter. God, he is he's such so a good, good. rider. Yeah. I, uh, I love watching him race. And I like, uh, we went out riding a couple of times on Cretan nights. And it's literally like, all hell has broken loose and we're downtown going to some place full on wheeling at a hundred miles an hour on city streets and like missing the light and going through it. And I'm like, is he going to die and doing all this fun stuff? And so we would just be like, all right, fuck it. Here we go. We're following behind him. Yep. Here he comes. <laughs> They're coming after. But yeah, it was intense and I had so much fun. I'm just like, okay, well, uh, I'm on a 2003 R1. I know my bike's faster than most of them that are here. So when it, when the cops show up, I'll be like, sayonara. I used to do that too when we were riding with the VVMC. We would come back from Hollywood after our Wednesday night rides at 1 or 2 a.m. Just blitzkrieging down Venice Boulevard at outrageous speeds, completely ignoring all lights. There's yeah. no one out. And more than once, the, 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 we had cops pull up, and I'm just like, bye, got to go. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> You know, when I do the, I do the on a much smaller scale because I can't do wheelies at 100 miles an hour. But he, yeah. he is on a side note. Before I get to this story, I have pictures of him from 
Um, it was a Hell on Wheels event out at Glen Helen, and it was like a bunch of Harleys and brakeless bikes out there on the on the trophy truck track. Um, some event like six, five years ago, uh, maybe even longer than that. And it's him and his wife, and he's doing a wheelie on like a little ATV or a quad, and they got that white dog. And I remember looking at him that day. I didn't I didn't know him who he was at the time, and I just remember looking at him and going, "That is like the." best looking couple out here the best looking couple in motorcycles and then he just rode this wheelie with her sitting on the handlebars leaning back against him on that little fucking atv he rode a wheelie across the whole Glen helen he just like he started the track and was like hey we need to get to the truck so he just popped a wheelie and just rode a wheelie and she's just smiling walking the dog like on the handlebars and i was like dude that guy's got some fucking talent right so yeah, he's a I'm maniac. Not positive, but I think he was ex-pro kind of stuff, doing um, either motocross or stunting like that. Yeah, I heard I heard somebody say not that positive. guy's a pro, blah 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 blah, and then I was like, yeah, and he's, he's got a pro the- badass. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Um. So speaking of him rolling lights and stuff, when I do stuff on a much smaller scale, I usually on Spamala uh, two fifty. I'm an, I'm a big bike, but when I roll like the super. Uh, Super Sundays, the killer Super Sundays, it's all scooters. And they're like, Groms are like the biggest. 125s are huge. There's a bunch of 50cc stuff and a bunch of like 100cc scooters out there. And so 250s is big. And you got like three or 400 bikes. And you don't stop at stoplights. You roll it like a train. People get out the phones and video, and for a second they're shocked because their light's green, but there's just, they're just looking, wondering where the bikes end. (laughs) And in that scenario, you can't stop. You, there's no way to break up the ride. But yeah, See, seeing the dude wheelie down the freeway to, or to down LA at a, on his, I don't know, was that a CB750 or something? Uh-huh. He's got a super hawk. I don't even know what the hell he has. But dude, yeah, I could just imagine, imagine rolling around with that guy. Uh, you get pretty good pretty fast. You have to if you want to if you want to keep up or <laughs> if your if if your deal is uh, last one to the bar is buying. Oh shoot! You're yeah. gonna be broke. That's quickly. why he's a good. That's why he started racing. He was he was sick of buying all the time. He's like, yeah, oh no, hell, I'm not gonna win. <laughs> that's funny. Nice. Hey, um, I do want to talk. We didn't really talk about going to the track uh, on the last show. I don't think, but uh, I did want to talk about it racing and the sheer amount of harley davidsons that were at the track at your event i didn't i i didn't come back the next day for the um the the races the armor races but were they well, there were no armor races this year. oh okay it was it wasn't the gp afterwards it was just your festival that was speed. my gp right okay yeah and uh you know um we we had found out last fall that Arma decided to not come back to Willow this year for whatever mm. reason. No one could tell us why. Uh, and so when I found out, I went to the track people and I said, listen, what are we going to do? This has been the longest standing vintage festival out here. What, what, whatever you call it, I don't care. But I said, can we give it a shot? And uh, they essentially made me jump through hoops to get the, to be able to do it because... A lot of us that have been working there for a long time will get some deals and stuff, but they just repaved Streets of Willow. And he's like, listen, this is the deal we used to have with Arma. It's in the trash. You have to pay for everything, <laughs> the full track. You have to pay for all the all the accoutrement, ambulance, insurance, staff, the whole nine yards control. 
and we're keeping the gate and that's the bottom line. And I'm like, oh my God, that's going to be very expensive. And I started to count my pennies and see, you know, really upfront costs were going to be somewhere around between 20 and $30,000. And I said, this is it. We're finally going to have to step up and race because if I'm putting this much money on the line, we're going to have to do it. So I got with our team. Uh, we agreed that because of the weekend, we weren't going to get many people out there. So I said, how about we do a track day on Saturday? Arma traditionally came and did Friday practice, Saturday, Sunday races, quick practice in the morning racing all day. And I said, we can't do that. Uh, we don't have enough people to come out. The tra classic track day brings a lot of oddballs. You know, I can't guarantee we'll have hundreds and hundreds of people here. Plus, Arma had been doing it for long, and they're a big national organization, for crying out loud. They're a big deal. Right. So if anybody doesn't know, Arma is the is AHRMA. It's the American Historic Motorcycle Racing Association. They're nationwide, and they do rounds they uh, do off-road, uh, they do on-road, and they do, I think they have a new flat track program, but uh, yeah, they're based, I don't know where they're based, I think they're based on the East Coast, because most of their stuff is on the East Coast, but yeah, they do nine or ten road races a year with championships and regional championships, and they go to Barber for that. And then they've been doing festivals recently where they mix some of the dirt in. But there's regional areas for the dirt stuff, and they do tons of off-road. I am going to do trials at Laguna Seca this summer. I just Boom. went down um, in, to an Arma National off-road at a place called Cheney Ranch um, last month. And I my bike was broken, so I said, I'll volunteer. And I got to score a trial section. So they had like nine or 10 sections and they explained how to do it. And I was hooked and watching the guys on their little bikes, yeah. like these B25s yeah, and yeah, yeah. Cubs. And, and then you graduate into all the like the two stroke stuff and then modern stuff. But um, it was so much fun. I said, I'm going to do this. Where can I find a bike? And like four people put their hands up. You can bars. I'm like, great. Yeah. See you in July. And it's vintage. It's, it's historic motorcycle racing. So most of the stuff is focused on vintage, sort of like when you see like yes, the Goodwood Festival. Yes, that's the basis of it. Yeah, but yeah. they have a lot of support classes to be able to pay the bills. Right. So there's a lot of that. So I said, you know what? I'm not that big. We'll run practice, uh, classic track day. We'll make it interesting. Throw some, have a bike show like they ha used to have. Um, and a couple other things, but I was pretty much focused on that race on Sunday and we didn't have that many signups as we knew, uh, we, um, hooked up with the bagger racing league. I got a phone call from Robbie Lane, who's a really nice guy come to find out. And, uh, he wanted to maybe because long story short, they didn't get their venue and he's like can we come and use your venue and i'm like we made a negotiation but he's like we can't do it because atlanta's happening with a, with the uh the moto america so we're going to move our date but we're going to use your event as a feeder sure we'll have a race school on saturday and we'll have a bagger racing ex exhibition race on sunday and we'll get some new guys on the track and just get them practice and 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 prep for utah which is coming up either next week or the weekend after where it's their first round of the three-round series, I believe. And those guys were so nice. They pretty much, it was pretty wild because I expected a big turnout. But for some reason, AFM was running, Arma was running, Joe was running, Tina was every everyone's running uh, all the time. So we were lucky enough to have the people that came out and supported us. But you're right, the bagger shit's taken off. Um, everyone was really nice and supportive. They're, they're not used to being treated like royalty. Right. <laughs> we're like, you guys are great. They're like, huh? Um, but they came out, had a really, really good time. I think they had a grid of maybe 14 or 15 bikes on Sunday, and it was great. That's cool. I mean, how many? 
some of the armor classes don't even have that big of a grid, if I'm correct. No, it depends on the day and the time of year and who's there. Yeah. Uh, I have been doing a little bit less of it. Uh, you know, run, I used to run around the whole country, you know, doing five, six races a year yeah. back in the Midwest, Birmingham, Daytona. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, but the last couple of years, life has been nuts. And so we haven't done much vintage racing unless they what? came out here to Willow. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Well, not even the pandemic, you know, skip the pandemic. That was pretty, that was pretty easy for us. But for, um, just for trying to get out of the house and do stuff, it was, it was, we had lots on our plate. Uh, but sometimes, yes, the Arma has an array of classes for pretty much anything and they keep it very specific. So because it's specific kind of bikes. And so, yes. Many times there will be one bike in a class. And so it's a participation trophy. But you made it. You deserve the fucking trophy. Everyone else is at home. So. I want to make an SR250 cup, guarantee myself the win. And I'm st- I would still lose. <laughs> I know somehow I would still lose. <laughs> you can do the SR250. All you got to do, so this is the main thing, and this is why it's difficult. For people that follow around AFM, which is an American Federation of Motorcyclists, or AMA, or WIRA, or ARMA, these guys are running race prepped machines and have a race license for us to go out and hang out with meatball and go fart around on the dirt. You don't need a license. You don't know you know what to do. You know, you're not going to go that fast. Yes. You're going to break some bones or maybe you get run over or something. You barely need a motorcycle that runs. Yeah. And they'll be like, you know, here's a shoe, drive the shoe around the track, you know, whatever (laughs) you want. I don't give a fuck. But for, for, for safety purposes at the, a, a racetrack like big willow, it's two and a half miles, and you're going into turn eight at sometimes 150 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And if you got a, the bike that's capable of going over 200 miles an hour, that trick will accommodate a bike that will go over 200 miles an hour. So you can't just throw. It's like uh, having a 16-year-old come and drive a semi. It's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. So the thing that's difficult to get a lot of the, the fun and the hooligan stuff you can't do it with road racing. You have to have a race license. You have to have a race prepped bike. One guy came, had the bike was immaculate, but he didn't have a, he had all the wiring, had everything dialed in. Everything was good to go. No belly pan, hmm. meaning that's the pan underneath the case in case it breaks and catches a little bit of oil. It's a skeptical rule, but it, you know, for sometimes it really makes sense. And so we said, you can't run. He was super pissed off, but I'm just like, listen, I said, hold on. Let's hear the races are here. Let's ask the crowd. Does anyone mind if he races without a belly pad? And everyone's like, no, we don't want to do that. And I said, there you go. Sorry. Can't race. Yeah. Here's my, here's hey, the money. <laughs> at least you kept it democratic. You know what I mean? What the hell? Well, there was only a handful of us there, and that made it good for us to get through this first event without having to be overwhelmed, you know. I was really – it's hard because, you know, being a promoter and doing this and doing events for so long, you know, you want to make money. <laughs> the goal is to make money. I mean, if the goal is to have fun, everyone would do this every fucking day, but it's very expensive, very time-consuming. 30,000 bones doesn't sound yeah. too cheap, you know. And when you when you at the end of the day you've got to justify like okay this is what I do and if you're not someone like Elon Musk who can throw forty three billion at something right and you know, he and actually Tesla deal. just became profitable like a couple of years ago he makes most of his money from SpaceX and PayPal when he when he used to own PayPal and all the shares so yeah. even his own company isn't very profitable and mm-hmm. it's selling faster than GM and Toyota. So a guy running his own race series for one weekend, I know I know how to make you a lot of money. Start with a lot, a lot, a lot of money. 
and then <laughs> whittle it down to just a lot of money. <laughs> I know how to make a lot of money. Don't promote racing. <laughs> right. You I start said to Caroline, I'm like, I'd have a, a good, once a year I'll have a track day where it's really good, where we have 120, 130 paid riders. And you can go home and your pockets are full of dough. I run a very tight ship. I don't spend a lot of money on expendables and other random stuff right. and things. I keep my budget very, very tight. And I'm like, okay, this is it. I'm going to make a living doing track days. Yeah. She's like, you are fucking crazy. The next one, you lose $1,000. You're yep. like, ah! You're like, wait, maybe Shit. I'm not. Maybe I'm actually not going to make a living doing track no. days. <laughs> I'm going to no. put myself in the LA River in a tent doing track days. Exactly. <laughs> with all the other dudes. So we, um, even though the money thing was a big deal, the fact that you know what I do the week before the event, I know what all the pre-entries are, and I can look at that and say, okay. Get your A game on. There's gonna be a shit ton of people. Call up a couple more volunteers to come help. You know, whatever. Get more people in there to try and manage this. When I looked at this, I was like, oh, I could do it by myself. But we're all here. It's very important, and um, let's just do it. And you realize you have to have fun. At that point, you're not gonna make any money. You gotta have fun. What can we do to have maximum fun? First thing. Don't stress out over anything. It's like the whole thing's burning down. Well, it's already paid for, and I'm not going to make any money, so let it burn. I'm going to get in the car and go home and take a bath. Yeah. Praise be. <laughs> Give me a beer. I'm going home. So don't stress over it, and then just have fun and just experience it. And um, So I'm glad that it wasn't crazy and that we all had a fun. No one crashed. No one died. Oh, my gosh. That's big. Well, I had to actually, on top of the all these expenses, I've been running Classic Track Day without an LLC, meaning that you know some some idiot could kill themselves. Stupid Who's liable? Idiot, fucking idiot! Yeah. killing yourself at my right. track day, and then his wife is like, you know what? Who's this Brady Walker asshole? Let's sue him for everything he's got. And then Caroline and I got married last December, and she's like, listen. Now we're kind of tied. You need to sort this yeah. out. So I went in, set up a whole business, a whole LLC, so I could be liability-wise protected. And now I'm kind of happy I did because now I'm just going to run all my motorcycle shit through that um, and continue to do races. Congratulations and, on getting married, by the way. Thank you. I, like you you pulled off the one of the – like I did – you you found a trick. You tricked them, yes, and it worked. <laughs> so congrats. <laughs> I did. I did trick her. It was it was a good one. Well, for a lot of people, um, we didn't tell anyone, and you know, was, we didn't tell family members. And uh, her mom was so upset. And I was. That's I how said, you got to do it. Dude. I've been hiding it for eight months. Listen, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. That's the uh, only way to accomplish anything in life. Yeah. No, I talked to her. I said, you know. You know, and she's like, I can't believe you fooled her. I can't believe you kept it secret and she didn't know. And I said, yeah, I'm sorry you couldn't be part of it. But no one was a part of it. And so even till today, like I was down there and Nate Hudson was like, did you guys get married? I'm like, oh, yeah, in December we did it. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, the that went off really well. And that was a lot of fun. Nice. And I'm, I really appreciate you guys coming out and supporting, making the ride. And this is something that we got to tell. This is I know what I got to do. We got to we got to you know hipsterize it a little bit, make it a little bit more fun. Listen, get more rides coming out there and shit. It is so much fun. And even if you don't race, riding out there was so much fun. And, and it's the racetrack. It's weird as hell. And you can do whatever the fuck you want. What does the sign say right up front? Somebody somebody from Wisconsin was saying, I guess what's in Wisconsin? Road America. Elkhart, yes. Elkhart Lake, something Elkhart like Lake, that? Yes. Is that Road America? Yes. So they were saying that that was built just a year later, but um, Wiggins is ours 
as I was blabbing about, um, you know, Willow Springs, how the Carol first Shelby, purpose-built, right, first yeah. purpose purpose-built speed road circuit, speed road circuit. Carol Shelby used to test out here. Yep. Um, I mean, there's a ton of car companies that actually have tracks out in the desert still, and I'm sure before those were built, they tested there. You know what I'm saying? No, they, they filmed a ton of commercials do. That's there. That's the cool thing about Willow Springs. They did that, uh, you know, the Ford versus Ferrari movies, and you wouldn't even realize it. Well, people that go there, like I've, you know, I, I go there now over a dozen times a year just because what we're doing, and I've made friends with them, um, but you can see it in commercials. You think that they're making money doing races out right. there? Especially motorcycles? Uh-uh. No. Cars, cars, cars. Second, Hollywood. Commercials advertising they'll come and ferrari i was out there once and i couldn't go past the 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 main gate you know where the office was because i was just bopping in to say hi and they said yeah you can't go in and i said well i gotta take a leak they said i said what's going on they got some super fucking cars super private testing and you know and high profile like ferrari lamborghini type shit i don't know what it was but it was pretty intense and yeah you're looking over you can see all the rigs and what they're doing uh, so people don't realize, and that happens at every track around right. the country. They do big commercial shoots and Hollywood movies and stuff like that. Right, so and they don't Hollywood. go to Chuckwalla. They don't go because the mountains aren't there. Chuckwalla has like you know, Chuckwalla is pretty sandy. Yes, where Willow has the mountains right there. It's gorgeous, and it's really gorgeous. Just to ride to that track, um, a few years ago, and I and I've been going to the track. Uh, when it was called the Moto Corsa Classica, before I no, even hold on. knew this is the thing I'm going to correct you, and this is the other reason why the Corsa Moto Classica, the Classica Moto Corsa. No one ever knows, even even Arma doesn't even know what it's called. Corsa Moto Classica. Yeah, sorry, I, I fucked it up because I'm I'm a little buzzed off one beer. Sadly, well, I'm I, never a fan of it because I, I was just like, this is the stupidest name. Not one person can get it right. It, right. I said Yoshi. Let's change the name to something else. But no way, Yoshi's out of it anyway. Yeah. Matter. So, right, a long time ago, we'd all say, hey, we're going to the Corsa, and that's yeah. all we would say, and you knew what you were going to, because, uh-huh. yeah, who the hell, right, it's like creative writing, awesome pun, play on words, but everyone's like, is creative writing, like, you talk about writing, no, write, art, art writing, like, I don't know, bad, bad move. You mean like writing? Yeah, like writing, like writing, yes, writing, writing, writing. Yes. How do you spell that? Ugh, slap, slap. So, right. So, the Corsa is what we called it because we couldn't remember if it was Moto Classic Corsica, Corsa Moto Classica, Classica Moto Classica Corsa. I must have been going out there for at least 15 years, maybe you, longer. I, we, we had some crossover then, but... We would go out there with the VVMC guys and take right. LSD we definitely and cocaine have, yes, and get exactly. up and Remember, live in the trees. Right. I used to go... <laughs> there used to be trees out there and we a long used time to, ago. I, I remember riding on the track at night with my friend half drunk like not to bra- I'm not trying to brag or about no, anything but, but they, it, it was can, crazy you like out was, and do that shit yeah and, and I don't remember there being fences on some parts where there's fences now I don't remember how we got out there but <laughs> we we were out there you know what I'm saying yeah. and uh it was wild and at the same time this is like for the end of this career, AMA used to race out there and this is That like, was the big time stuff. I even asked him uh, because when I first got contacted by the Bagger Racing League, they're like, we need the gate, we need this and that. And I'm like, okay, let me see if I, what I can negotiate. And I said, how many people do you think you're coming? We're going to bring. And he's like, at least 5,000, you know, upwards of five grand. I'm like, huh? So I called the track and I said, tell me, what is the most people ever you've ever had at this racetrack ever since the inception of the track? And they're looking at it. Like, uh, 
You know, we it had hundred. to be when the AMA was out here doing AMA Superbike in the 80s. 800. 6,000. Oh, 6,000. That's like a lot. Well, there were semis up on the terraces. The Budweiser balcony was open. There were chicks with boobs hanging out. Right. Everyone getting crazy, smoking Winston cigarettes. And, right. uh, and, it, and was it was Winston packed. Superbike and Marlboro uh, Superbikes racing yes, around and there. Yes, it was awesome. But I was like... Okay, there's no way in hell he's going to bring in 6,000 people. If we had 600 people there, it was fine for right, me. Right. But um, <laughs> at the end of the day, even though it wasn't a huge success for my pocketbook, I convinced Arma they had a very, very good day. They had, yeah. Oh. 6,000 people, come on. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, they had a good time. And they said that they were impressed. And they said, we can do it again next year. So. We're going to work on it and get more. Nice. And we're going to have a race this uh, fall this uh, as well. Right. We're going to go out to the flat track and do that. So, right. So there's a flat track there. A lot of times you've had Carnival of Speed. There's been some mm-hmm. mini bike parties mayhem there. Mini yeah, bike mayhem. Remember with Lucky ba- Wheels doing oh my, mayhem. Yes. <laughs> and I, I miss those guys so much. But I yeah, they, they, had, they did like so much fun, crazy stuff out there. Drag, uh, night I'm bringing drag them races. out for October. So okay. October 13th and 14th. No, it's either 14th, 15th or 13th, 14th. It's a Friday, Saturday. We're going to do out the flat track. But I talked to BA Moto and I should give, I should give a call to Jack's. Uh, to Jack and uh, gosh, I haven't talked to them Ty. in so long. Ty, geez, it's been so yeah. long. I need to call Jack and Ty and be like, listen, remember, remember what we did? Okay, see if you got the parts laying around. At the very least, just come out and we'll do a super fool. They called it the super fool again, right? Ah, right. <laughs> and so, uh, Jack and Ty sounds like my uh, vasectomy, by the way. When I <laughs> it sounds like some some uh, delicious. Uh, uh, Eastern uh, Asian food. I'm fusion, gonna have. yeah, Jack and Thai fusion. <laughs> Jack and Thai. Um, yeah, no, that that was also fun. You always bring the heat. the The swap meet this time was incredible, dude. Wiggins has a CBX, okay, six cylinder inline six cylinder Honda. Some fool out there, and he's always talking about how the one of the pipes has a whole rust hole in it. And I'm like, oh, dude, no. Spamla had a rust. I cut the. I cut the resonator off Spamla and just welded the, bring it over. I'll weld the stupid hole up. But no, 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 no. It's because factory pipe. I want a Honda technician to weld this hole. <laughs> but some fool out there had some chrome pipes that were just like t- takeoffs and they were dirty. You know, you could tell they came off of a used bike. They weren't thrash or anything, but you could tell they were used on a road bike. And they had a couple things welded over where it looks like they must have had resonators or something at one time. And I was like, dude, grab these pipes, run them on your bike, crash your bike into a tree. Fucking don't worry about it. Because he's always like, these pipes are worth like a bajillion dollars. I know. I know know, CBX owners. Right, right. So I was like, dude, this guy has some pipes. You can just throw them on. They won't look, you can polish them up so they look clean, but you don't have to worry about them. And you don't have to worry about messing up the ones that you got until you get rid of this thing, you know. How much do you pay for them? He didn't get him because we all rode up there and it'd be ah, hard as hell. You could have just thrown him in my van. Well, we could have, but it, we were we were thinking like only only buy what you can carry in. There's no way he could carry his uh uh what was he on? I think he was on his RC fifty one. Yeah, that and he couldn't been carry his carry CBX pipes around his neck or tie him to the RC. Yeah, I've done tough. weirder. I've driven like from Venice to like where did I go? I put it. <laughs> Because I had to change tires, and I rode like the Michelin Man with yeah. my tires over me. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> people are like, "What the fuck?" I'm yeah. like, "Listen, I don't know what to do." Do you remember Jay with the SV650 that used to be on the show? She yes. was she was our co-host for a bit. 
she came here and got a Dunlop or something. I forget exactly what I had, but I had some tire for her. Maybe Wiggs brought it from when it was takeoff from when it was race bikes. And she rode back to Long Beach with that thing around her like the world's ungodliest belt. She would pack fucking 3D printers on the back of that thing. She was insane. And I would put a 30-pack in my lap and balance it on my <laughs> R1 and drive it like it's a little baby. And you know, you always know it's happened at least once where it slips out and the right. motherfucker just goes. Right. And you're like... Don't stop. Just keep, just go. Go to the next store and get another twelve pack. Some some hobo is going to be very happy when he's scrambling like, uh, through the streets to grab the eighteen remaining. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't trust myself with a burrito on my lap, let alone a thirty pack of beer. That's amazing. But yeah, yeah. When you when you're hardcore, you find a way. So he wasn't just he just wasn't hardcore enough. But have you ever? Um, I don't want to interrupt. Have you ever like had dinner and you like stuff? It? <laughs> Take out food and zip up your jacket because yep. you want to keep it in there, and yeah. then it starts leaking inside. <laughs> <laughs> you get there, it's all like smashed you, and fucked up, and you're all like, "What?" The it looks hell? like you peed your pants because the oils dripped all over your body. Um, I've never been, never been to that level. I turned you, I turned you so far down right now that it sounds amazing right now. This, uh, that mic really picks up the uh, the static really nicely. So. Oh, does it? Does it sound like shit? Not when you're right next to it. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God, you're sultry. Hey, baby. Hey. Oh my God. We just went to X ray. I had to make mark this as explicit. You want to get the sweet talker? Here (laughs) I am, baby. Speaking of sweet talk, we haven't done this bit in a while, but let's let's do some sweet talking real real quick with sweet talker Brady Walker. All right. All right. I'm going to start you off. Here it is. An an example. Honey, I wish I was a flat tracker because I'd stick my tire in your groove. You got a good one for us, something like that? Uh, oh, you put me on the spot. My brain's not working. <laughs> Perfect. I'm trying to think of something funny, so it's not going to work. I, let's let's do that after I smoke some grass. Baby, I wish I had a potato because I'd put it in my pants. The front this time. How's How about, that? Baby, I wish you were an expansion chamber because I would mix some two-stroke oil in your pipe. <laughs> How's that sound? Uh, great. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm taking notes because I'm gonna use these later. My my wife is. Uh, you know, she has. She she hasn't liked my flat track and tire in the groove. I've been. I've overused it, so I need some new material. That's really why I'm asking. How about, um, baby? You're 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 downstairs. It's like a CB350 sling oil filter. <laughs> it's just a big old mess in there, honey. <laughs> Is that okay. a good one? No, oh, no. no but no. <laughs> the wait for the anticipation was really. I know. I was. I, I was. I was looking at you, and you're like, "Oh, it's coming! It's coming!" Yeah, I'm yeah. like, "No, I it's not coming." Baby, you're like the VFR, a really loud exhaust. Very fucking radical. <laughs> VFR, <laughs> loud exhaust, no power. Wait, baby, you're like a VFR. Loud exhaust, only 80 cents to my dollar. <laughs> I don't know. This is getting terrible. <laughs> but, Hold on. We'll, we'll, like, we'll, work, out oh, a we'll work it out. And then we'll do it. And right. then we'll see what happens. We'll break yeah. the internet. A, that's a bad... The VFR is actually very powerful. And uh, yeah, so anyways. Yeah, no, I, um, I really enjoy your event. Next year, we should curate a ride out there. I should play. I got all these guitars here. We should curate yes. a ride. We should curate a breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, things are... Things are getting there, more b- depending back to on where normal. you're coming from. There, there's five or six routes to get there. It is gorgeous, and mm-hmm. it's just for people who don't live out here 
or let's just say people who live in LA and don't go out there very often, you think of like Lancaster and Palmdale, like, you know, where the fuck is this place? The cool thing about the desert is like anything goes. People don't know that. It doesn't matter. Dead bodies. Yes, they go out there all the time. Dingoes. They're out there. Uh huh. Rattlesnakes. Mm hmm. Uh, uh, the hills go- have eyes. Uh, let's go, uh, let's go Barry. What's the Trump thing they say? Let's go Barney. Let's go Barney. He's out there. Barney's out there. Barney the dinosaur. He's still out there. You, uh, not lying. A dinosaur bones are probably out there. There's a lot of unexplored land around that track. And I imagine that if you just had x-ray vision, oh you could my see gosh. through the mountain. How many dinosaurs are out there? I, uh, I, there's a Tyrannosaurus that's, um, you, you ever see the, uh, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok? It's, it's sort of like yeah. that. A, oh, so wait, hold on. I got to tell you something that's really, a, really he exciting. A, he was a Tyrannosaurus. Thor, he was. Thor Ragnarok was. Yes, he was. Wow, I know my history. You're smart. You know your paleontology. So I am <laughs> going to do the coolest thing, and it, we have to team up. Oh, God. We have to. Oh, God. And I have already... Who did I run it by? They were just like... Um, by the way, he gave the craziest look. <laughs> it wasn't very confident. Let me inspiring. explain this to you. <sighs> look at my face. Can the listeners see my face right now? Because they would know what's going down. Let me describe it. Mouth agape, eyes bulging, drool coming out of his mouth. And that's and just how he normally looks. <laughs> then he looks surprised on top of that. <laughs> so I'm afraid to say it because I know everyone in America is going to steal my idea. The Go because Barney this is idea? like the biggest podcast in America. You put Joe Rogan to shame. At least six people listen. And Martha Stewart's podcast, you've got at least... Five members more than hers. So, because this she doesn't is the have plan. a podcast. Oh, that's probably true. <laughs> uh, plus five horsepower. Um, or is it 0.5 horsepower? <laughs> I should put a decimal there. It's, it's the only sticker I've got in my truck right now. This is getting so you know. worse. This, my statistics are going down. <laughs> so, here it is. This is what we're going to do. All and right. we need to pick the date. We're doing it right now. We're in a planning meeting now. All right. We're not hang even on. Hang on. All right. Let, let's, let's cue this up with the proper accoutrement. All right. Beer. Mini bike scavenger hunt. What? Oh my god! Right? Okay. This so you know amazing. where the Budweiser balcony is up at the top of the track up there. I do. And it's pretty desolate. Back in the day, it used to be dead bodies. beers and dead, dead bodies, bodies and yeah. all stuff. It used to be very popular, but no one's up there. No one wants to even make the trip. It's gorgeous. So we set up a camp out. Fudge. Don't even rent the fucking track. <laughs> We come with a handful of people the day before. We get sponsors to give us prizes and things like that. But we also charge to participate. We take the money from participation and include that in the scavenger hunt. And you sort of give sort of a vague map, but like at the top of the mountain, you put a couple hundred dollar bills oh or like, a, a, like a, t- a coupon for the hundred dollar bill or something in case no go. one ever finds it again. You can hide bottles of liquor, spark plugs, beanies. Uh, whatever the hell it might be, helmets, who knows? But Dude. you go over and we'll like, we'll all take mushrooms and we'll go hide oh all the scavenger God. stuff. Nice. And then everyone shows up and we say, okay, here's the deal. You know, if you want a stupid, uh, bandana, you know, you're, you're going to find that down at, you know, it's going to be very easy to find. You could probably find sure. it on foot, but if you want a hundred dollar bill or maybe even something better, maybe it's a new motorcycle. I don't know. You hide that fucker at the top of the mountain and people have to scramble to get it. Nice. So you're going to have Damn. a mix of people. And for people who are like, there's no way in hell I'm ever going up that mountain. So I'm, I'm, I'm already taking myself out of the race. They'll immediately be like, like think of survivor. Yeah. Hey, I'll go for the easy ones and I'll go pick up a, a couple new t-shirts or, you know, a shit rag or whatever. Um, but for the people, 
that have bikes that even can do Damn. it can scramble up the mountain to try and get it, Bam. try and find it. You give them a vague map. Everyone takes mushrooms, and then you have a big party afterwards. And right. then when you get to the – after the whole, whole event is over and hopefully hand out everything, then you have a pink elephant or something like that. And you say, okay, who got something that they found on the scavenger hunt but they don't want? And so, like, if Wiggins elef- got I think like you mean a white little elephant, but I like the pink elephant. El- pink elephants when you're wasted, and you see, and so it, it is a pink elephant in a way. Keep going, I like this. So Wiggins somehow gets a rust brown thong, you know that he's not. Well, he probably would use it. Yeah. But let's just say that today hey, he didn't a want lo- to use a it. law tiger's thong. He law tiger's thong. He would thong, never yeah. use that. That's right. So he would be like, you know what? I got this law tiger's thong. I'd re- be willing to trade it for something else. And if someone's like, I found a can of past blue ribbon, I'll trade you. And Wiggins is like, done. There you go. I think it would be a hoot damn that's right? a great idea i like that the pink elephant that is even better than white elephant and that, i know i, I would know. bore you if you if you had 30 hours to sit around with me i'd tell you the history of the phrase white elephant because i have a book specifically about it but i won't pink elephant is even better because you're on shrooms i was gonna say the best way to hi- the only way nay the uh, the licensed way to hide stuff is on shrooms because then it's it's harder to find. But sometimes the only way to find that stuff is if you then look for it while you're on shrooms again. Because who can? Who I can did that run? in college, <laughs> yeah. uh, fucking fifth level algebra at University of Michigan. I'm right. like, they said if you smoke a lot of weed while studying, then you take the test. <laughs> Smoke, smoke a, a lot, lot of weed. weed. Yeah. I think I did it once on acid. I'm like, let's see if it works for LSD. Right. I'm sitting there in the in the. <laughs> taking my test like, uh-oh, this isn't good. Right. Uh, Brady's a janitor at an elementary <laughs> school, for any of those who didn't know. I work at Willow Springs. <laughs> yeah, he works at Willow Springs. I didn't want to tell you, but I, I work promote, at Willow Springs I, I now. promote races. I live in Lancaster, <laughs> which, by the way, you mentioned Lancaster. People are going to look it up on a map and just like look where, at the town huh? of Lancaster, and it's pretty filthy. But it's you pretty go to whack. Rosamond is where... Uh, and there's nothing out there. That track is so beautiful in the evenings when the sun's oh. hitting it right that it's just or in the mornings or when in the, the morning. sun's coming up. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's don't wonderful. don't shoot the dog. No, Brady. Brady, tell that dog to shut up. I'm gonna. Brady, I'm no. ready. I'm ready. I got him. Oh God. Uh oh. What about this dog? I hear a dog. Coming I do up. hear a dog. I hear a six-cylinder motorcycle pulling up, and it actually sounds like it's running on five. So it's probably Wiggins. <laughs> Dude, I hate riding behind him when he's on that thing because it'll drop a cylinder randomly, and you're just getting high behind him. So oh. I, and I don't ever, I can't ever pass him because I never know where we're going. He has all the directions, so I'm always like just sitting there. I'm teetering on the edge. You talked about lane splitting earlier, and luckily, on the edge of sanity. Luckily, he doesn't like the lane split, so I get in front of him and split because I would teeter off my bike into traffic. You know, if we were stuck, you know, in a single file line. When we're riding on the freeway, I'm behind him, offset, and I still, yeah. I still get the fumes. I still feel like I'm going to pass out. But yeah, so it sounds like Wiggins is here, ready for the uh, show to. Yep, that's oh, what's going to happen. Is that Wiggins, uh oh. Hi, Wiggins. Here he is. You could have came in the front door, but that's okay. Come in the back door. So the show's over. That's it, everybody. You wasted a perfectly good hour with (laughs) 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 Now that Wiggins is here, we'll give him a second to get his gloves off. Yeah. Take it off slowly. Slowly. Look at that sweat, (laughs) that stickiness. Yeah. So let's um. Well, well, well since, since Wiggins is working on his uh, outfit or his apparel, I want to talk about my apparel. I've got this really awesome pair of um. These are tobacco. These right. are a custom, like a special uh, gray pair they made. It's got a little blue, little blue accent. Those in the jeans. Pocket. Yeah, but they've got the Holy Kevlar. Crap. They're tobacco jeans. They look just like you know a Walmart 
you yeah, know they look like Walmart shit balls, don't but they? But they're tobaccos. Well, no, they're great, and I don't want to call they're great jeans or whatever. But no, I no, forgot no, no. when I when I put them back on, I blew out the whole crotch area. And so I was sitting Brady's there riding got my bike, huge... and my left nut was like fucking sticking to my motorcycle seat. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I fucking left the house with these goddamn pants, and my fucking balls are gonna hang yeah. out or something. Thank goodness they've got the little Kevlar lining and stuff, so it sort of kept everything in place. But I'm gonna put. I don't know if uh, Andrew or um, uh, I forget. I forget the other guy's name who uh, founded Tobacco. Um, or list, ever listened to your podcast? But if nobody they are, does. We, we already need... established that Mar- Martha Stewart. You know, has more listeners than she has. We need even podcast. more tobacco. My pants yeah. or, are blown out. Or yeah, to, we need some too. Or tobacco, as my son says. Tobacco. Tobacco. Yeah, those are rad. And you know what? Try blowing your pants. I'm going to turn Chris down while he eats a loud chip. You too. Oh my God. What are you guys trying to sabotage the sound on this show? <laughs> the the high quality sound on this show? <laughs> um, but yeah, Brady, normally Australians would just wrap those pants in duct tape afterwards, but Australians and Brady Walker, known for blowing out the crotches of their pants, huge balls, this guy, apparently. Yeah. But um, but yeah, those those are awesome looking jeans. I have a pair like that that I got from like Target or Walmart, and they look... So those are inconspicuous, I guess is what I'm saying. Normally when you buy motorcycle jeans, they got like, you oh, know, yeah. crap. Too much going on. Yeah, too yeah. many panels sewn in here and there. And or like, they're too baggy. Or they're, yeah, they, they got to fit the Kevlar in. Those are nice looking jeans. Yeah. They make your make your butt look nice. And those. And you uh, know what? I always wear them just because I think of the safety factor. They've got, I think the Kevlar comes to about right there. Um, it's not going to save me from breaking bones or anything, but I no. guess if I was sliding down to the highway on my ass... You they can get might. shot and it probably won't. Uh, well, I don't know. Not, not, not that thin. But I'll try it. Let's see. Did you feel that? Ah, it went right through the hole. I was already there. <laughs> oh, no. I blew your nuts off. So, I am so sorry. Man. Caroline's going to be happy, though. <laughs> All right. She doesn't like nuts. No. Do nobody any girls does. like nuts? I don't think so. Yeah. What about those porn, the ones I watch on the, on the interwebs? They get paid to like nuts. Yeah. So not if you pay, if you start, the big old not nut? one of them mm. likes nuts. If you pay Caroline, she may start li- telling you she likes nuts. sack of... You want some beers? I'm good right now. You you want some of this jerky? I made the mistake of eating a piece while I was mixing the show after we recorded, and oh my god, I, I gave half of that to the dog. Is that okay? <laughs> oh no, oh, no. We're gonna have some bloody canines yeah. in the house later tonight. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was telling Brady how on the show I started talking like this guy. I literally was oh, trying to like drink. Super hot. Oh stuff. my god. Yeah. What was in it, Wiggins? Where did you get that stuff? Was I, it got, I got it at the grocery store, but it was a little tiny bag. It was like, <laughs> I bet you can't finish the whole bag. <laughs> yeah. It was, was it habanero or something? I think so. Maybe. Uh, literally, there literally wasn't much more than this in the bag. He bought it out of some dude's <laughs> and we car eat it. on Fifth Street. Like the guy was selling <laughs> out of the back of his car. Pissed out. He poured gasoline in it and all oh, sorts of shit. Man. Yeah, it was it was awful. The next day was terrible. Brady was talking about how your lips and your ass is basically your asshole. It's like the same skin, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they call it a. It explains a lot. A, um, why people mine smells the same. Saliva opening. What do they call that thing? <laughs> oh. They call it a uh, mucous membrane. Yeah. Is that what they call it? Yeah. The human body is basically like just a huge tube. You know, like mm-hmm. it's we're we're just a tube from the uh, top to the bottom. We, you could turn us inside out. I think that's what aliens do when they abduct people. They just have fun like those little water weenie things, and they turn humans inside out and then let them go. And they're like, <laughs> all the hair. I saw that on the interwebs too. Yeah. Uh, that same website with the girls that like balls. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the arms and legs are on the inside now, and all the gooey stuff's on the outside. Oh yeah, the human, human body is just basically a, a long tube. Mm-hmm. It is. So, do you know what? I love my body. So I have to, like Caroline said, just take it easy. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> 
So I've been um, take it easy and quit showing me those nuts. <laughs> yeah, she's like, get those nuts out of here. <laughs> tell, 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 uh, tell old. What do you call yourself, Krusty? Krusty. Tell Krusty the clown to tell keep Krusty his nuts to shoot the other nut off. I don't yeah. want that other one here either. <laughs> well, Caroline, uh, for your anniversary, since I didn't know you got married. Oh, uh, no! Jeez. Oh, okay. Oh. God. Just powder came out of it. That was weird. It, it'll make riding home a little easier now. It's like shooting a bag of flour. Home. That was stupid. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I wanted to say something crazy about the recent. Uh, uh, can you believe this shit with the uh, with the Supreme Court and the Roe versus Wade and all that? Is that what it is? Pretty soon yeah. they're gonna. I out- mean, it's just it's just incredible. And I was gonna make a joke about the fact, like, oh, we don't have to worry about that now because my nuts are blown off. But right. It's still very. In- believe it or not, it's extremely insensitive <laughs> to what these women are having to go through. So it's like, ah, right. Oh, if only they the would ass. blow our nuts off at birth. Yeah. There you go. Made it easy. <laughs> yeah, Made right. it easy. We're all like Ken dolls now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let my, all the humans die off. The world will be a better place. Uh, pretty soon. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking about this ride. The final okay. ride I'm doing. Yes. We're like to the track. Sure, we can carry it. Around, but I'm going to lead a ride in about five years where we go to <laughs> Mars. We go to well. There's already only the rich people are going to be able to yeah. afford to ride to Mars. It's going to be great in Mars. I'm going to take us down to um, Big Sur uh-huh. and just ride us off the cliff into the <laughs> like a bunch of lemmings. <laughs> Follow me. Just pin it, guys. Right here. You got to pin it. Like oh, trust dude. me. I trust crashed. Me. Hard in Big Sur once. Oh, oh, no. The first time I had a ninety. Let's see, oh three. Thought you were gonna an say Oh one, F F Z F Z one thousand. So that was mm-hmm. like the R one, but it's the stand up one. Yeah, yeah. And I bought this bike thinking I was fucking Valentino Rossi. I've never had any. Like the closest thing I had to that was a seventy eight GS one thousand, and the brakes were gone and the tires were cracked. I'm like, let's go to Big Sur. And right after Ragged Point, I like within a mile or two. I lost control and crashed into the mountain. See, you went the wrong way. My ride's going to go in no, the other way. No, I know, way, but I'm telling you, it could have been the next turn and I would have been <laughs> sleeping <laughs> with the fishes. Oh, don't do it. Okay. Don't do it. The Brady Memorial. The Brady Walker Memorial ride where we all just we all turn left instead of right into the mountain. Do you know what we should go do? Go, I, I, it's been so long since I've been on motorcycle. When I used to be with the VVMC, we would once or twice a year go and do that kind of stuff. But, you know, I kind of mm-hmm. miss that now. Just getting on the bike and going camping or, you know, or, or for a lot of people it's like, well, let's go to Sierra Stakeout or let's go to this event. It's not about going to an event and just getting wasted and being stupid and Instagram-tastic and all that. It's about maybe five to ten people Go find some remote weird place right. and Speaking ride, of, ride, ride. Right. Hang on. I, I got to cancel the next five events. If it's not about that stuff, I'm going to cancel and <laughs> yeah, erase my computer. Schedule's open. <laughs> Guess what, Speaking guys? Speaking of, we need a camp spot at the end of the month. Oh, shoot. Oh, my lake is Yeah, Bella. we actually need to talk to you about. Uh, <laughs> Come on out. Yeah. What's the dates? Uh, Memorial Day weekend. It'll be Sunday to Monday. We know oh, you're. We know. Who's, who's, who, who's we? Uh, us two and then my buddy Chris who came out to the track day with us on that uh, Tiger. Oh. Listen, so, we know that that's Caroline's weekend and that she doesn't day? want to plan anything. We just need a corner of your property that you don't care if we light a fire oh, and poop on. that's the 30th. On. You know what? Let's definitely talk about that because I told her, I said- Let's do it here on air. Plan- I want the shit recording. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Caroline will be like this. I'll see you at the house with the shotgun. <laughs> see if you're going to make it up here in camp, motherfucker. Caroline- 
It's like she's calling into the show she's right right, now. right? You can hear her from, from far behind. But I said, it sucks because we'll have a couple of our close friends come up and they can just come for Saturday night. She said, and no, that's you, it because no, they got to go back to work. Mm, yeah, I need to do. pay the bills. Yeah. I said, well, then we need to have people up Memorial Day weekend because then they can stay Two nights. And then they could pay us to stay here, and we don't have to work and pay the bills. Hey, listen, looking no. at cleaning fees for Airbnb. Oh, shit. To stay a lot oh, of places. No. Listen, Fuck all that. Yeah, Wiggins found this sweet spot for like $80 a night, but then you tack on the $300 oh, cleaning fill. Oh, yeah, they, they burn you. that's how they burn you. The $400 trash It's just like fee. eBay. It's like, hey, buy this for $10, $400 shipping. shipping. Yeah. But now it's, I guess with Airbnb, like if you stay a week, it's a hundred twenty five dollar cleaning fee, but if you stay at night, it's a hundred twenty five dollar cleaning oh, yeah. fee. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it yeah, it's like flat rate shipping at the post office. All you'd think it's a great deal, but mm-hmm. then as soon as yeah. you're not shipping a, a dead body across, uh, mm-hmm. you can't ship dead bodies. By the way, I found that out. It's illegal. Good to and know. And babies. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, that's the last time I tried to ship a dead baby across the country. <laughs> I break it two laws at once. So were you guys planning on uh, going up there anyway just to go in that yeah. area and ride the Southern Sierra yes. and all that? Well, last year what we did, we went to Pine Mountain by uh, Fraser Park on I Friday. Pine Mountain. And then we cruised down to Ojai, and yep. then we went up to Los Olivos. So that mm-hmm. was Saturday. And then Sunday we rode from Los Olivos across – or sorry, San Luis Obispo um, across the 58, I think, through yep. Bakersfield up to Lake Isabella. Yep. You know what Los Olivos means in Spanish? The olives? The olivos. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, that it, I didn't go, but it sounded it looked like a fun ride. So yeah. yeah. The good news is, is that if you're not staying for all four days, Caroline is going to be very. I'll be like, they just show. They just called. They're on the road. They're here. We now. just need a spot to throw the tents. We don't even need to come in the house. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it should be fine. Let's yeah. just talk about it because that would be great. Because now give me excuse to come join you guys on the coast for a day. Right. And when we come back um, through Bakersfield, I'll take you to the Breckenridge Road. Mm. And you guys will lose your mind. Uh, Car- Caroline, uh, the way the CBX is running, I'm probably going to be on RC51 again. Yeah, that's always a good bet. Okay. Yeah, even riding over here, but it's like, it, it's like it's not getting fuel down into the carbs. But if I unhook the filter or just actually unhook the line and turn the the petcock on, it seems like it gets a lot of fuel. Plug it into the carbs, and it seems like it barely moves. Do you have um, air? Um, do you have a suction coming off of the gas cap? Because I, I know some gas caps you have to have like an air to let air in, sort of oh, like when you have a gas cap. Yeah, yeah. It's vented because it's OEM. Yeah, but so I even, so. I went to the gas station because I thought it was empty and I opened it up and it was almost full. And I was oh. like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're so getting... that'll leave, if you do have a vacuum problem, it'll yeah. relieve when you do that. Still nothing. Hmm. So that I changed filters. Yeah. So I have an inline filter, which also I know impedes flow. But that gas tank's Not old and shitty. It shouldn't. You're right. Yeah. But How the gas much shit's filling shit. up in that filter every time, though? Do you know what? Lately, it's tank? been a lot better. Is there gas in the tank? Yeah. I mean, did you before you when you got it back? Uh, did oh. you look in there and see if there was rust and shit like that? There was rust and shit in it for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah. So do you know what? I'll bet you twenty bucks. There's rust. There, there is a little bit, but the, so that's why I run the inline filter. It's not. I know, but the rust isn't getting out of the petcock. It very well could be. I wondered about that, that's but happened then to me, ten bikes. Okay, because I so I went back home after I went to the. That's why I'm here at six and not five thirty. Like I was gonna blow air back through it because yep. it's full, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but I turned it on and it felt like it flowed pretty good. But Does it, it just have be... two bolts that hold it on. Is that it? The tank. The petcock. It's threaded onto the tank. Oh, so but you can unthread it. Yeah. Is there a screen filter on it? There is. 
Because, but the you, tank's full, right? No, I I know. So you, I need to drain it. You would have and to do, do all that. that shit. Yeah, yeah. But that's one thing I had to do that a few times on Spamla. No, I I, I um creamed the tank on Spamla. What bike? Maybe it was the um my Magna or something. I had to do that a couple times mm-hmm. on it, and um finally take that screen filter out. And yeah, it was so gummed up with fuel at the bottom yeah. that it was like you know. Well, we well Emma flushed it four or five times mm-hmm. and like i said to the filter you still I'm have some breaking and, off then or something yeah so she you know she cleaned it flushed it whatever um all i've been getting is real little debris so that's why i've been still running the inline filter because right. i don't really want to get that in the carb yeah so yeah like i said i was gonna blow air back through it but so i went home i unplugged the the fuel line um and i uh, it, before the filter and i turned it on and it seemed like it flowed pretty heavy and i was like okay and then Again, when I put the filter on and plug it, and I even did it uh, before the carb. So I plug, I put a new filter in because I got, I found a little smaller triangle one to hopefully get mm. the, because the line right now came down or it turns right out of the pet cock and then it slowly turns down. So this way it gets it more angle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I turned it on and it was, it spit everywhere. Yeah. But I'm also, I don't know what kind of pressure it should have. I guess, honestly, with almost five gallons on top, it should probably spit pretty hard, and it yeah. really wasn't. Yeah. Do you know any CBX guys? Uh, a guy that I quit talking to recently. All right. And that's so about don't. it. Is, is, that, is it you your know, dad? Do you know, <laughs> <laughs> your brother. Your brother. Uh, was, uh, do you know Phil Tabor? Hmm. Let me know. Wait, I'll are you talking about you Phil, Phil CBX Tabor? Uh, is there any other? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Mr. CBX? The Phil hey, CBX. Phil Do you know Tabor. anyone that wants two 1980 750s? Both mm-hmm. Fs? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to sell two. Oh, boy. One with a Kirker and one with a Marwaki? Ooh, boy. That sounds fun. Like, build a race bike out of it. Yeah. That was the goal, especially for the one with the Marwaki. So I got an old one that ran pretty cheap, and uh, it was it's pretty clean for an 80. Like, it's not... You know, immaculate had like seventy thousand miles. So Miss Emma saw it and she's like, "Hey, do you want a motor?" And then she goes, "Well, do you want the whole bike for the same price?" So I got the whole because I wanted to do like a, a retro thing or a whatever, like put new suspension. I was looking at F three brakes, resto mod. Yeah, I was putting it like looking at F three front ends and stuff uh-huh. and and rear wheels. And I was like, oh, "I'm going to do that." Performance, but performance, too many performance. projects. Yeah, no. With those two so bikes, hard. I have ten. Oh boy, welcome and, to my world. Yeah, so and I have my mom's old CB four hundred that I need to get going, and I'm I'm picking up an ADV bike from my cousin. So I'm like, if I just get rid of both of those, yeah. You're learning, Wiggins. I'm so happy to hear you say that because, like, uh, you're the guy that at one point you would go behind their house, and there's just all these bikes covered up by a tarp because you don't have the time. <laughs> you know, yeah. You're definitely not going to get rid and, of these and it's babies, like, dude. I love. I follow some of the Japanese dudes on Instagram that are doing resto mods with their seven fifties and nine hundreds and yeah. stuff, and oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, so oh, rad. Yeah. But, they, but that's all they devoted to, probably. Well, and they most of them have one bike. That's what so I'm that's saying. It. Yeah. You know how they yeah. when they get into something, they go 120. percent I was talking to Jay Larosa today because he was we were talking about the swap meet and Hanford's coming up and a couple other things, and he was just like, I was talking about because they're really on the finger of the Japanese markets and stuff, and he's like, all they're doing now is restoring the 80s Japanese yeah, motorcycles so and they don't good. want a resto mod they don't want oh, a lot of anything. them had the resto mods they want original original he's like I do you know how many handlebars I've thrown out and and how many uh <laughs> and how many um 
You're fixing. He's fixing my microphone yeah. right now, so yeah, you can yeah. hear me better. You were looking at. You Wigan. got these you fancy at, ass microphones. You were here. looking away from the mic, and I was like, hey. I know. Thank you for fixing that. But um, but yeah, they were making a comment today. He's just like, uh, they want everything. You know, Dude, really I don't know. Original. I follow like this Sonic something. There's like four or five of them from Japan that I follow. Fucking amazing. On Instagram, looking at birthday cakes and motorcycles all day. This guy, and he's Dude, got some. Day. He's got some good follows. Uh, I good bet he does. Yeah, I, I'll have to find some and show you, dude. It, it's because they're just so clean. They put they modernize the exhaust a little bit. They put 17s. They lift up the rear a little bit. But it's like stock tail, stock tank, stock side covers. It just makes it more awesome. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's just and for like a lot of people don't understand. It's just subtle things. You don't have yeah. to freaking paint it pink to get no. it noticed. Just have a little did, bit more stance to it. Did most of them are too clean to be original, but it's all, like, most of them are the old red, white, and blue, like yeah. Freddie Spencer's, or the blue and silver Spencer. Yep. You know, there's a red and orange, but everyone's going OEM paints, like OEM paint schemes. Yeah. It's big. Beautiful. Yeah. Did, did most of those have a... Um, uh, 16 inch wheels or something back in the day, 19 too? 19 and 18. Oh, oh, so they did. They staggered them. Okay. Yeah. If French and Wednesday was going off and we were kicking ass, I'd keep it, or at yeah. least one of them. But yeah, no, man. I mean, for your for what you got in the garage right now, and um, trying to keep those running. Try, yeah, <laughs> eventually it becomes a well, it becomes a full time job, and yeah. then it just yeah. becomes miserable, and mm -hmm. you don't you can't stand it. Yeah. Now I've been uh, lucky enough to have you know a couple of mechanics that you know treat me right, and I still don't do much work myself. Like yeah. I'll do oil changes and fluid changes and stuff like that, but I just still don't trust myself enough to be like, okay, I'm going to do these heavy duty things, yeah, and I'll hand it off. But every single time, it's five hundred bucks. Yep. Yeah. They're not getting away for under five hundred. <laughs> and, so, and if you start retro modding one and doing forks and wheels and uh, like, because I was thinking, okay, an entire F three front end will just slide right in. But then you want a rear wheel to match. Like you got to have a seventeen inch rear. Then you got to do the caliper. Then you want to do rear sets. Like, oh so it all looks subtle. Yep. But dude, I can't afford to pay a mechanic for that. Like no. then you're going to a builder. Yep. There's a dude, I think he's Sourcing in the, parts. No, he's like not in the States. That. He's in Canada, DB Customs. Mm -hmm. He's doing some sick retro ones right. too. Just did uh, a CBX real clean. But all of them, like, again, for someone that wouldn't know, they're all just stock OEM bikes with an exhaust yeah. on. Yeah. It's crazy how they do some of those look that nice, you know, like... I'll never have a bike then. Well, I br I'm bringing this up, and I will. Um, if you uh, text me later, then I will. Um, I will introduce you to CBX Phil, and, um, and Phil will tell you you got rust in your tank, asshole. Oh yeah. The problem is we know we have rust in a tank, but I can't really afford a tank. Yeah. Oh. No, there's this stuff that they sell it's only at Home Depot. dollars yeah. to do a tank. Oh, kit. dude, I think a CBX tank without paint's about twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, but if you were to take it and have someone do the lining, like GTR, oh, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You used to be able. You can't buy them in California anymore because they're they gas out on the shelf and they are like not EPA legal anymore. But when I creamed Spamla and my buddy did a CB750 race tank that he had it was because it was fiberglass and he had to coat it because the mtbe would eat through fiberglass shit you could buy cream a k-r-e-e-m yeah, yeah. and you could buy it and you can't buy that in california anymore because it's uh i think you can buy something similar but it's not as yeah, good they told me that the the place that i called said we don't carry that anymore because it's not epa legal but th there's blah 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 that sells this sort of stuff yeah and it was similar but I don't know if it's as good as like urethane coating, but there's some water-based stuff that you can buy at Home Depot. Hell, you pour this stuff on your hands, put it in a chaser, probably 
take the edge off of this fucking jerky <laughs> with it. It was killing us. And it's water-based, and they sell it at Home Depot. And there's a lot of guys that restore motorbikes that just – you pour it in the tank, shake it up, let it sit, and it yeah. it – it scrapes and then coats it or something you know, like that. I've put since I got times. it back from Emma, I've probably put about a thousand miles on it, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more, uh, maybe a little bit less, but not much. So honestly, I can probably pull the pet clock and drain it and clean the pet cock filter and then leave the inline filter, and it'd probably be pretty good for a while. Yeah, yeah. that's probably true. I yeah. rode it. I mean, you and I rode it down to Julian. You know, we rode down to Julian and ran pretty good the whole time. Yeah, and then I rode down a couple weeks ago. And it ran like shit on the way down, but I was doing like 80, 85. So coming back, I did 65, 70 all the way to the 10, and it ran great. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, I wonder if it's going to It's keep a starvation that. problem then. Like there's it not enough like coming it. through. Like, yeah, yeah it's blocking yeah. up somewhere. And it's probably getting, you know, it's probably a restriction at the source. So, yeah. I it would, very well could be because, again, there's now it's the little like copper mesh filter thing, but I had the little paper filter in line <laughs> before. Back in the day when gas was only like a two dollars a gallon, I would have just like flushed straight gas for that. Now that it's like eighteen dollars a gallon, I'd be very careful and, and strategically figure a way to flush all that shit out over like two. That flushes. thing gets worse gas mileage than my car. Oh my god, it's hard to believe, <laughs> dude! It, it literally gets like twenty mile a gallon. Yeah. Oh, I have to flip boy. it to reserve at eighty five miles. Yeah, I remember. Oh, you know, it's a five no. gallon tank. We were cruising oh, through no. a, a few. Not not this. Not when we came up last time, but we were cruising through the mountains just on a rip one weekend. And he pulls over and he's like, and now I'm cruising and they're gone. I'm like, where the, and then I was like, oh, they'll catch up. I was on this and they were both like on cruisers. I think Chris was on his Triumph. He was on his Triumph at the time. And then, yeah. and you were on the CBX. So they're both on vintage bikes, you know, one's on a, one's he's on, on a, a, he had a modern, he has a like 800 Bonneville. One of the right. Yeah. Ones. But, but you know, Bonneville. So it's yeah. not like a. Daytona 675 or anything like that, or 765. So we're, uh, I was on that, and I was like, well, I just left him a little bit in these corners. They'll catch up. And then pretty soon they didn't catch up. And I sat there for a while. Cars went by me. I turned around. behind him. <laughs> yeah, then I turned around. Yeah, yeah. Then I remembered I was at the back of the pack, and I was picking my nose the whole time. And I was like, oh, shit, they're eight miles ahead. No, I turned around and go back, and he's pulled over because he ran out of gas. And we were like halfway yeah, into the I had to flip hills. it to reserve. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. oh. But it was 85 miles. And I was yeah. like, are you fucking... It's literally a five-gallon tank. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> I remember my my little Triumph Bonneville. I still have it, but um, I remember that thing was getting like 60-plus miles a gallon. Yeah. My little 650. Spamla gets 72. Wow. Yeah. Good girl. Yeah. yeah. And I could ride her. She's probably got rust in the tank now since it's been sitting, even though it's coated. I pour rust in there because <laughs> since it's coated and I know it won't rust, I... Dribble some Where in there. We pour gasoline out here. We'll pull that petcock off yeah. and clean it out. Let's do it, my neighbor's yard. You got to stick your finger in the hole though. Why we let <laughs> do it? Do it, uh, my neighbor's car. I got some weeds out back that I want dead. Let's do it there. Uh, <laughs> let's coat. Let's let's take the edge off this jerky by pouring gasoline and make it a little. <laughs> Maybe tamer. if you just put the jerky in the tank, in it'll the just tank. dissolve everything. Oh, man. oh my god. Yeah, here you go. You that. can pay me for that. Jeez, I know. 500 bucks. <laughs> 500. <laughs> so yeah. when you're at Brady's Mechanic Service. You set it up at your house. It's your garage. People leave, and then it's just you putting jerky in their tank. <laughs> and this, this jerky. <laughs> what yeah. a Oh, my God. My bike job. rips. I don't know. Be like, Other than I, that, man. You know, it, it took me 15 hours to get that far. Yeah. <laughs> Pay up, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's just jerky. You know, it sucks because other than that, the bike's running awesome. Yeah. Dude, Emma, I took it up to Emma in Santa Cruz. Yep. So good. Awesome. It runs so good. But yeah, now it's starving for fuel. And it like and she told me when I got it back, she's like, look, I check leak down all the cylinders. She's like, I can't check leak down because they're not consistent. 
because it hasn't ran in 30 years. Mm. She's like, you know, and we, I mean, how many of the valves were held open for 30 years? Mm. So they got crud buildup and, you know, stuff around them. So let's uh, burn it up. I guess throw some a, nitrous in on there. On an inline six, there's no point where the cam is just turned where they're all closed. There's I, like, <laughs> yeah, what are the it's chances? impossible. Yeah. Because, I mean, he said it, it had fuel in the tank for 10 years. So, like, you know, he just pulled it into the garage and turned it off one time. And then that was it. Wouldn't that wow. never it again? Wouldn't that be funny if that was a 360 degree crank and the, it just they all went up and down at the same time and all the valves closed at the same time? It's just a huge it would explosion. Be like riding a <laughs> fucking donkey or something. It, yeah, the front wheel would come off the ground every time. Like, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. dude! Because when that thing runs on all six, it's so yeah, good to ride. It sounds good too. I was telling Brady. I mean, not to not to shit talk it, but I was telling Brady how high I get riding behind you. Oh, dude, the, the hole in the exhaust makes it sound better. Yeah. As soon as I can figure out shipping, I got a six into two Kirker coming for it. Yeah. Yeah. Shipping. Oh, what you do is you pay people to send you a box with your stuff in it. Yeah, That's yeah. how shipping works. Yeah. Get on UPS and tell me a 55 <laughs> by 29 by nine inch box that weighs 55 pounds. That'll be 3,000. Oh, that's what we were talking about it earlier. It was like 900 bucks. Yeah. 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 Yeah, shipping's you know, get out of control. Yeah, it's cheaper to drive back there on a fuel a, inefficient bike and pick so it up and drive back. It's at my buddy's bicycle shop, and there's a bicycle thing that's like bike ship or something. It's like 150 or something with them. But what you do is you, like you, that's why when you get when you get boxes from places and they're like 95 percent packing shit. Here, I'll turn you down a little bit so you don't have to worry about it. It's because it costs extra money to ship weirdly shaped boxes because yep. i think they have to it's like tetris it's how they Jingo, have yeah yeah how they have or the tetris. the van set up it's just like were you gonna say gmail it's just like gmail jenga. oh jenga. it's not like jenga at all it's like tetris i mean tr- <laughs> they they have to uh they have to figure out what can fit on these delivery vans to maximize their fuel consumption and space and guess so, what yeah. i had shipped to me but it was like free shipping my whole um bmw fifth wheel trailer hitch i had one of the companions with the whole really nice thing this thing must have weighed fucking hundreds and hundreds of pounds yeah. the guy got it and we're out there in the country it looked like he just drew, threw it off the truck as he drove by <laughs> shits all over the place the boxes are completely <laughs> nice. destroyed i'm like like, how are they shipping this? Uh, how did how did the guy get it off the truck? Because I'm having trouble just myself getting it in some of the golf cart to get it to the house. Um, but that's it was, why it was that's incredible. why it was all jacked up. He he just he pushed with his feet while he pushed with his hands. I don't know. He hands. looked like he tried his best, but even my neighbor's like, "You better go down there and check out your your mail. It's all fucked up." I'm like, all right, <laughs> that's new. It's got his nuts blown off. Exactly. I was trying to bring that back around to hit the sound effect, and now the, the board went dead, so great. Yep, my neighbors have shotguns. They come up and see you. My buddy Chris Sidak came up there. He's an old man. He, rode his, he, uh, he rides motorcycles, but he came up one time, and he got there about a half an hour before us, and he was just sort of sitting around the car and, and just, like, you know, walking around, you know, within, you know, 100 feet or 100 yards. And my neighbor comes down, like, within, he said, well, I met your neighbor. It's like, what? And she's like, yep, she was here pretty much about five minutes after I pulled up, and... She pulls up. She's like, "Howdy!" And I'm like, "Hello!" And she's like, "Taking a walk." And he's like, "Well, I guess I kind of am." <laughs> what, what's going on? You know, she's got a shotgun. I'm waiting for Brady to get back. She's like, okay, you're cool. Yeah. I'm like, "Did she let you in the gate?" She's got a key. She's like, "No." I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, that's how country. That's how it works. In country country. You, law. You watch your other people's backs, and when you see that weirdo walking up. 
You're ready. You're locked and loaded with the scatter, locked gun. scatter and gun. Loaded, exactly. You usually have rock salt in there though, because at least if you have a double barrel, the first one has a um, rock salt in it because you don't want to. You want to maim or scare. And if that second one, or if that, or, you know, if they do pose a threat, the second one is usually like a ballistic missile or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> New a nuke. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I really want to come up when we, when we get up there. I think that that will be just fine. Come on up for Memorial Day weekend. We'll do some riding. I'll meet you guys and we'll, uh, I'll show you some uh, special roads. Nice. And then I'll show you some special chodes. And then blow off our nuts. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a lot of guns too. Nice. That's always fun to, to go scoot. out We'll do a scoot and shoot. Oops. Scoot and shoot. Oh, oh. I got to go pick one up in about seven days. Nice. I'm still waiting for my uh, concealed weapons, Kern County concealed weapons permit. Oh, Everything yeah, is man. just waiting for the, waiting for one last thing, and then pretty soon I can hide a gun in my pants. Nice. Now I'll have two in there. Yeah, I was gonna say, to, I thought you already had a concealed <laughs> weapon permit just for that wiener of yours. Well, I do. Here it comes. I'm, this sound effect. I'm, I'm bringing it over to you right this, now. This sound effect has never got more use than tonight. This is amazing. I'll tell you what I got out in my pants. Whoa! Uh-oh. A grenade. I my wife told me you would pick up a lot more chicks if you hid that in the front instead of the back, and I was like, "You're right." Actually, I, I see the folly of my ways. But uh, you know, getting a getting a concealed carry for a grenade is a lot harder than a gun. So, especially here in California, where they uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just rambling now. Thinking thinking about how hard that was, how scary that was carrying around all these years without a permit. Um, Got to be permitted. Yeah. So, hey, listen, we're at hour 20. You've wasted a perfectly good hour and 20 minutes with creative writing. Is there anything you would like us to ask the guests? Is there anything you guys would like to say? We, we had a pretty good show. I mean, we talked yeah. about chodes. We talked about guns. CBXs. We talked about CBXs. Mm-hmm. Gas we talked about a little bit of motorcycles in there. We talked about this jerky. Mm-hmm. We talked about lane splitting. Tell everybody to come up to, if they're in California, uh, the 13th, 14th of this month up at Hanford. Oh, right. If you guys have nothing going on, it's a great swap mm-hmm. meet. Right. Yeah, I know my buddy, I think Ed goes up to that every year. Yeah, yeah. It's worth it. I mean, I guess it's a long drive from here. From where I live, it's not too bad. but uh, Three hours. I um, I do the vintage bike show there and I give out awards. So I'm after I, uh, I'm going to wake up late tomorrow and then uh, throw the cats in the truck and drive up to the ranch. And I've got six or seven days to make the trophies for the event. I've got a really new cool theme that I'm doing this year. And uh, then I'll go up there. Dirty and we'll, underwear. It's going to be super it's easy gonna be this so year. so stanky. <laughs> it's going to be uh, Law Tiger panties all over <laughs> for the winners. And Russ Brown for the losers. Is that what you're saying? Or, no, or I love Russ Brown. They're my favorites. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Hanford's in a couple of weeks. And then we're. Um, you tell your listeners to... Keep an eye out for the Ramming Speed Creative Riding Podcast Mini Bike Moto Scavenger, scavenger Hunt. Yeah. Bring scavenger Cunt. Like scavenge Scavenger Cunt. I like that. <laughs> and then in October, we'll do some flat track racing out nice. of the track. Ooh, at Willow or at your place? We're going to do it at Willow Springs, and it's nice. going to be October. Uh, While he's looking comes. looking at that real quick, I'm gonna plug Joe's mini bike reunion. If you need a oh, mini is bike, is it actually coming up? Because I, you know, I think he's trying to do it October. Because it's been a long time. Yeah, he, he hasn't done it for two years. So, but it, but they didn't do it last year. No, I know he hasn't done it for do the last year two before. years. Oh, it was just those two. I tried calling them <laughs> and trying to say, 
I forgot why I tried to call them. I'm like, their their website's down. Everything's kind of weird. And I was like, I know who this guy is. I showed him a bike there before. I'm friends of their mechanics and all this. And I tried calling the phone number and I said, hey, this is Brady. I, I want to talk to you about that spot that you rent over there, um, the county park where they used to have yeah. it. And because I want to do a bike there, the bike show there too as well. And the motherfucker just took the phone and hung up on me. Didn't say anything else. I was like, did that really happen? He's old school like that. He you know, is. You don't He's want to stomp on his toes. Yeah, but yeah. No. Joe's mini bike reunion with those, um, yeah, with the uh, Bridgestones or the little uh, tacos and Coleman's. Right? The yeah. Coleman is that what you're thinking of? I was thinking of that, but what's the what's the other name that they uh, the Briggs and Stratton? Well, yeah, Briggs and yeah. Stratton mm-hmm. uh, with, with Bridgestones on them. Um, they had a dyno there for them, dude. They had the loudest. They, they <laughs> had, had a dyno for you a could fucking reg- Briggs and Stratton. If you could register, you listen, won. the guys in the AVR, which is the Antelope Valley Racing club i talked to those fools those guys are doing like 100 miles an hour on mini bikes with like eight inch wheels and no fucking helmets because the helmet will slow you down and it's like it sounds like they're idiots well they are you have your own podcast where you interview them i interviewed them and i think (laughs) if they see me they'll they'll kick my ass now (laughs) if i go back up and hide yeah they look they were (laughs) were mean montrose kind of pretty tough yeah but listen they get out there and they kick ass and joe was just on his last show was saying they rode from carson all the way to fucking neptune's net on mini bikes and i couldn't believe that i turned you down so you can chomp that chip in safety you don't have to crane your neck are they uh what do they do about the streets? They just mob it and don't care? They mob it and they don't care. Kind of like care. the Killer Super Sunday. On Killer Super you guys saw Flat Out Friday last year, or this year, I guess it was, where the dude on the jet ski. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. There was two of them, like a couple of years ago, the very first year I ever went to it, it was like 2017 or something like that, or 16. You went up to Milwaukee? No, no, no. I went to Killer Super Sunday, and there oh. was two dudes on jet skis with scooter. You know, they took a jet ski body on their scooter or their motorcycle, and they were, mo- they they didn't care. There was little 50s, like little kids on 50, like CR50s. They don't care. There's nice. when, when you have 600 bikes rolling, this is what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. When you got 600 bikes rolling, you... Um, put the baby Can't in the cradle. Catch all of us. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, no, I say the same thing to Caroline, and she's like, "I need to go get my Indian titled and registered and all this." And I'm like, "Why? You just need to ride in the middle." Well, of I the need pack. to ride. I said, "You're going to ride this fucking thing once a year yeah. at Hanson Dam. We'll take the plate off the R1, slap it on there. You're done. There you go." Yeah, yeah. You're getting too far ahead of the show. Hanson Dam is what November, September. Uh, first weekend in November. First weekend in November. So there's another bike show coming up pretty soon. And. uh yeah, we got some aliens coming in. Yeah. Is it a kid? kid They're looking look for like the adult, jerky, alien jerky. Oh my God. I'm going to put this jerky in my kids' lunches tomorrow. It's Friday. If they die at school, like, you know. I was going to say save it for Christmas and put it in the, um, put it in the uh, stocking for them. That would be great. Hey, did you eat jerky last week? Are you healed from it yet? <laughs> and then she, I had that like chili lime beef stick. She ate like a whole pack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, my kids are, my, this one's hardcore. She'll eat, yeah, she'll eat a mat, a burning match if you hand it to her. She's still, <laughs> you know, not, not the smartest. Is she still there? Can she hear me? But, uh, oh, oh, what? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, that jerky. I mean, if it tore us adults up, I can only imagine what it did to that small human, human body. Yeah, but you were walking funny for three days. What? Yes. Um, but yeah, so lots of stuff coming up, um, including this mini bike thing. So Joe's mini bike, if you don't have one, hit up his mini bike show. The next weekend, we'll do Brady's uh, uh, mini bike mayhem out at Willow Springs. Yes. And you can buy, buy something at Joe's and come out to, to Willow with it. 
And uh, she won't run away, baby. You can let her go. But I, I'm afraid she'll tangle herself in every single cord around here, she and I don't have them taped she's down. She's dumb. Yeah, she is Look dumb. At her. Look at how cute she yeah. is. Dogs are dumb. So, you're hey, everybody. You're you angry when you're in the fence. You've you've na- yeah, I know. They act like she's she at, at the dog park, she has cowered from a chihuahua, <laughs> like yipping and like tail tucked, trying to turn herself inside out she and disappear. Doesn't. That's her just her re, that's her little Dude, defense mechanism. Maybe maybe she was luring him in closer don't, don't for a snack, but I've seen her around other dogs and I can guarantee that that's not what was happening. But uh, but yeah. So hey, you've wasted an hour and a half now with creative writing. I hope you have enjoyed it. Um, everybody, go out and blow your nuts off. Yes. Blow, I don't know why powder came out of yours. <laughs> oh, I, was, I, I eat a lot of those pixie sticks. I probably stored it all in there. <laughs> right. And uh, and wigs. We're gonna. Are we gonna hit up the uh, cafe tonight or not? I might have to go switch bikes, but we can do yeah. that. Yeah. So maybe we'll do that, Brady. If you're down, I, I know we'll you. See. You might have to. You might have to bounce. But yeah, thank you so much for sticking sticking around. Thank you for having me come by. Yeah, listen. Next week's show, we're gonna have our crash stories. So oh. we're gonna play this show first, and then next week's show, you can listen to us salivate and try to survive eating this world's ungodliest, hottest jerky on earth. Can we and, do, uh, have you fixed your call in? I'll do a call in with a story. Do it. Do it. You can call in. You can. You figured it out. Yeah. No. Yeah. I got the. You know. Look at this. This apple. This apple piece right yep. here had to be from Apple to work. So that's what happens when you have all ma- Apple crap. You have to get an apple piece to work. So someday I'm going to come over here and trick this thing out for you. Listen, you're going to put landlines and all this I've crap that I don't so have. So many things. No, I think I have a. Uh, maybe I don't have a little cellular tap. Anyway, well, another time, another story. Yeah. I got I got some stuff. I'm transitioning to my new desk here, which is, as you can tell, is chopped down from a full size desk. Yeah, Who knew IKEA furniture was? It's cardboard because it's an IKEA desk. Yeah. And when I chopped this piece of solid maple in half, it wasn't solid and it wasn't maple. It was like it was cardboard it's sandwiched around two panels. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, she can lick it, but it's that jerky. She'll turn herself inside out. We learned that a human body is a tube, and I'm pretty confident that dog bodies are not. That much Cl- further off. Clobman would appreciate that. Clobman's, Clobman, all, pickle, tubes. pickle jerky. Well, uh, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> next. So, hey, everybody, take it easy. Uh, Brady's going to call in next week and let us know his awesome crash story. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you all. Catch you on the flip side. Hope you get out and ride. And uh, come to the next classic track day or you're a total dick. Rock on. All right. Bye. Well, everybody, that's another show in the books. Hope you enjoyed creative writing episode, whatever this is. I think it's 273, and I'm going to go stick with that. Uh, Yeah, check out Classic Track Day. Go to bradywalker.com for all the info there. Remember, he's going to be, I think, MC or hosting the... uh, New, no, the Great Hanford Cycle Swap, the New Hanford. Why do I want to keep saying New Hanford? The Great Hanford Cycle Swap up there in Kings County, up near his gorgeous ranch. And uh, yeah, check us out. Patreon.com forward slash creative writing if you want to support the show. Uh, if you do support the show, I just got some uh, uh, Patreon stuff from being a patron of other Patreons. Guess what? They have. For like a dollar, you just get a, hey, you're a patron of the show. For $5, you get like a mention on their show. Maybe a sticker. For $10, some of them even at $10 say, hey, we'll send you a sticker as a way to say thanks. And then, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. For 20 bucks, they'll actually mention your name on the show, blah, blah. Listen, creative writing for five goddamn dollars. 
you get entered into any, uh, well, Solstice Slam is our only remaining uh, prize-winning show. It's a listener submission show. You get automatically entered for being a patron. You don't have to submit a dumb story. Even though it's better if you do, then you get two chances to win. But also, whenever I run stickers, which is a couple times a year, you get a sticker, whether you're a dollar patron or not. Uh, you get access to our behind-the-scenes posts, which, I mean, we're not like a YouTuber that's doing it three times a week, but we do do stuff regularly uh, every month or so, for sure. I got a bunch of unboxing videos that I haven't uploaded yet because I was trying to animate them and make them funny, and that takes a lot of time. And like I said, we're not a YouTuber with... This is our job. So anyways, we do thank our patrons. We, um, for $5, you get a little kit. You get a hand-drawn CD by me and a little stupid uh, toy figurine that I made myself out of cast resin. And then any funky stuff we come up with throughout the year, you get. $10 and 20 bucks? Hell, you come on and produce a segment on the show. See what, I, see what we do then. But go check us out, patreon.com forward slash creative writing. And hope to see you out there. Love you all. Take it easy. Stay sleazy. And come out for this mini bike scavenger hunt. And then I says to the guy, if loud pipes, (laughs) if loud pipes. All right. Bye, guys. Love you.